0: this is Mike Semperbeevy from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Alright, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big
2: Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this midweek edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and here with me I have Rich Lada. What is going on, man?
0: Chilling, man. Um uh, ready to talk about Brian Danielson and the best bout machine. Ice.
2: Yeah, All right, that's kind of where we have to start. Uh, but first, we have a first time guest on the show, Rob Gats of Social Suplex and a lot of other things that we will not mention or get to <laughs> until, until he wants to plug it himself. What's going on, my man?
1: <laughs> What's good, man? It's your boy Gats, GAT Dollar Sign. Don't get the doll Sign. Um, I'm so happy to be here. This is fun. I'm excited. The last time I was a podcast with James, I got caught up with bullshit, so I was not able to end. So um, this is great. This is I'm excited. I'm cheesed.
0: Yeah, man, long time coming uh, for guests coming on the show. Like it, it just it already should have happened. It just like yeah. didn't for whatever reason. But uh, yeah, glad to have you here, man. And we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about.
2: Yeah. So uh, just in general, what we're going to start. We're going to talk about. Uh, last night's show for AEW Dynamite the Grand Slam show um, and then we'll preview uh, uh, WWE Extreme Rules at this on Sunday we, uh, we brought Rob because he's like one of the last of us that's still watching uh, the main roster we definitely 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 need our handheld to be guided through uh, that kind of uh, territory that kind of uh, terrain to be able to cover this and um, we'll discuss that and then after that uh, we'll get plugs from him and then we'll um, Then transition on to uh, the 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 final night of uh, the Star and Five Star Grand Prix. Um, So yeah, like you know, let's let's get to it so we can talk about Dynamite from last night. And man, um, you have to say it's a great show because you got a great match. uh, Like the other stuff after that, really didn't matter. But I, uh, man, it was it like the atmosphere, the crowd. uh, It looked like WrestleMania in there. It really did um the ramp the, daniel bryan coming out there it was awesome it was just awesome
0: yeah man i i was really impressed like this is like uh the first time aw's in new york city of course that holds its own you know historical reasons of significance we got you know my two favorite wrestlers ever at this point uh brian danielson kenny omega absolute classical like the spaghetti sauce um, and then, like you said, the rest of the show just kind of fell into place after that. But there's also something else on the show. Like I have, uh, some written out and prepared to discuss, talk about Cody. Uh, I'm definitely going to clip this, uh, and, and pop it on the YouTube channel and, and try to circulate this because I, I think I cover a lot and I just wanted to have my thoughts organized on it. But, um, yeah, loved the show last night. Definitely that, that opener was like five star match, like classic. I It's going to be the, the start of like a, uh, you know, hopefully, a, a, a defining series.
2: Yeah, Rob. We'll, so, what, what do you think, Jim as we go through?
1: I, I agree. Um, I think that Daniel Bryson was, was able to put on the best TV match of this year after putting on the best TV match of this year already. Um, I think that his his leaving with Roman Reigns was probably the best thing that we were going to see on TV. Until he wanted to show his ass last night, um, and trump that. I personally have it as my third best match of the year, just in totality of what I've seen. The only two matches that I feel made me feel anything more than what I saw last night was Bianca and Sasha, which I, I mean, I was there, so I have a lot of, you know, emotional bias to it as well. Um, and then uh, Walter. And, and Dragon off that match was just nuts. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, other than those two matches, I haven't seen anything that could hold a candle to what I saw last night. It was an absolute classic. Um, just some of the things that Omega did in the match, um, the the V triggers, the the brutality of it all, just being able to see Brian back in that element of not being protected obviously we know that he's worked a more protective style since uh his suspension was lifted not a retirement suspension um and to see him kind of go balls to the wall was at times scary but uh it was a beautiful match beautiful match so yeah yeah I'll, yeah. Ex- I'll ex- talk about it and get into it
0: yeah, man so i guess we can just jump right into it uh, yeah so james you got my mouth
2: yeah i mean I'm, you know i'm here for the, for the breakdown i'll try to be really quick because there's a third person on here but yeah um just match starts with just um incredible uh battle of chops uh and then daniel bryan adds with his chops and pairs it with his kicks his mid kicks um it, it was just, it was just so good. And they took their time and it was paced perfectly like, uh, for what they were going for. They were going for a 30 minute draw and you knew it. You felt that they were going long. It didn't feel like they were about to just all of a sudden crank it out. They felt like they were in a, in a good fourth gear, uh, for the from, from the bell, from bell to bell. And, um, it never felt like they were trying to give you the best match they could have. They're saving that. But what they gave you is like, goddamn, Right. Um, so from, uh, Then they start teasing the high spots. Uh, They start teasing like they're going to do the dragon sleeper. Uh, Bryan ends up hitting the the um, off the top rope. Uh, Then they end up doing with uh, Daniel Bryan ends up getting his uh, his backdrop off the top rope. They eventually do do the uh, the flip over dragon uh, suplex off the top rope. Uh, er, Omega saving his view triggers for late Um, kick start kick going off. They end up on the outside. Uh, Omega basically climbs all the way up the ramp after getting it on top and then like hits like a just jumping V trigger to the ropes from um, like 40 feet away it was awesome or 50 feet away yeah yeah away went further, but you get, but d- definitely invokes that. Um, then they get back in and they start going back and forth and this, and they, and they end up going to a draw. And the thing that I liked about it was it wasn't a draw where it's like somebody was actually beaten. It was, there was way, there was more match happening and they were in the middle of it throwing back and forth and then the bell rang and the action ended. Um, that's one of the best ways in, in, in draws. I've seen a lot of them watching Stardom over the last uh, <laughs> year. So, like, I know what a good draw looks like. So, that was definitely uh, a smart decision is instead of having Brian having him, you know, having Omega holding on for dear life until uh, uh, until the bell rang. Like, just keep it going, and then we'll see eventually we'll get a winner in the next 30 or whatever else after that. So, I thought, it, I thought just an incredible match. I'm not um, – I've been watching a lot of freaking um, Grand Prix, so, like, I'm kind of – tainted by like you know i watch a great match that goes for 30 minutes and that's great like i've seen matches with like higher pace action that have been going like 15 or 12 minutes and quite frankly like the high end of it is higher than what they did so like i'm kind of skewing it so like a lot of people are giving it five i'm not blaming people for going five on that i gave it four and three quarters and a four and three quarters of me now that i'm jaded by watching so much fucking wrestling every single every single week like that still puts it in like one of the five or somewhere in the top 10 best matches I've seen this year. Like that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So anyone giving it five, I'm probably being a a rating Nazi. I'll probably belong on a grapple.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, I like Rob said, uh, it was a beautiful match. Like, and I, I agree. Like I was just from the perspective of like, yo, like, who held it down early last decade and then like who kind of closed out the decade for me personally. I never thought we'd see this match and they came in and the story kind of from last week that carried over was, you know, I saw that look on Kenny's face when uh, Danielson essentially laid his dick down in front of him and was like, Hey, uh, you gonna hold my dick essentially. And Kenny was like, no, like essentially like I'm, you know, I have pride too, you know, and I, you know, I am the best. And it was like two guys that just, came from different places uh, have converged. And it's like, it felt to me like, like a Wrestle Kingdom main event Um, felt like a little bit to me, like Omega and Tanahashi. Um, What the, the spirit that I saw in Brian Danielson, like in his eyes, like I've, I've never seen that as Daniel Bryan. Um, And this match kind of crystallized to me that Daniel Bryan is dead. like, and this guy is like a whole new like guy, and um, I I loved every second of it. Like like you said, the impeccable pace. Um, just like as uh, dangerous as quote unquote things were, right? Kenny Omega was protecting him almost every second of the w- every step of the I, way. I saw people like trying to trying to do the safety uh, police yeah. thing, and I was just like, uh, I I was wondering what they were talking about. This wasn't some super dangerous match. This
2: was yeah. Like so, I can I look I can I can show you a number of Shiri matches from uh, the last like s- three months where he's where she's dropping people on he- on her on their head on their and on their necks with emerald floshions. This is this was not none of that or kicking their heads off with bus saw. kids are protected.
1: This was this was not that. Big like, do people not watch Nia Jack's matches? <laughs>
2: well, I think I think the part where where it's her is like well that is unpredict that is un un uh, uh what's the word. Um, unplanned, unagreed un- upon, unplanned <laughs> things that are going to lie as opposed to like when it's um Naito and A from a couple years ago when there is like so- something went like an inch wrong, but they were pl- absolutely planning on doing a neck a neck bump on the on the apron. Uh, so yeah, you know that's a, that's different. Like Nai is like that's reckless. Like them was like nah, they agreed to it in- to that kind of uh ridiculousness. Um, I but you know yeah. I, I watched that match and to me, um to be quite honest with you, I felt like it was a perfect marriage of what I've seen from both of them for the last decade. Um this what that you know when people talk about is someone gonna have a Daniel Bryan match or somebody gonna have a um a Kenny Omega match. I've seen I know what a Kenny Omega match feels like. I know what a Daniel Bryan match feels like. A Daniel Bryan match feels like WrestleMania 35 against Kofi Kingston, where he's working his ribs and then has Kofi overcome that over time. Um, same thing when he was wrestling on a cold uh, later that year at um, when he uh, when they had to say when NXT had to save that episode of SmackDown because dudes were because uh, the the plane was missing parts quote unquote so right, right. like it felt like a perfect marriage or the, it felt like you know quite honestly like Omega's last match um, in the in the Tokyo Dome against Tanahashi like where it's like two people's two people's have philosophies and then and, and how and how a match is supposed to go and then like. They met halfway and it was seamless. It like it was like they're going to have a better match eventually, but like their chemistry is just instantaneously there.
0: Yeah, like and and when this was done, and this is this is no shade, and you know we've, you know we've broken down the you know the the Hangman. I wasn't thinking at all about (laughs) Hangman Page after this match, and I don't. And to be honest, if you guys want to keep it funky with yourselves, I'm sure you weren't either.
1: No, I, I I was thinking about Hangman. Um, I definitely was thinking about Hangman because was it this so is sorry a
2: for
1: him? I, yes. Um, okay,
2: a, let's touch on that, then.
1: Exactly that. Um, so my my issue, and I was gonna I was going get into this. Um, um, I'm happy that Daniel Bryan had, Bryan oh, had a match with Kenny Omega. It's a match that should have happened. Um. Rich, you and me, we've talked at links about different things that WWE did wrong with Daniel Bryan. With mm-hmm. the fact, you know, when Daniel Bryan came back, it was like, okay, there's these feuds that we can put him into, and we do, we saddle him with a feud with KO and Sami Zayn. Uh, okay, sure, alright, but whatever. And then they put him in a feud with Big Cass, and we're like, Okay, but really, and then <laughs> and then you turned him heel. And then w- while we ended up getting a revelation with Brian, Brian Anderson being healed, like he was great at the role. There's no reason he should have been healed. There's just none. There's there's right. really none. And then when you finally get to a point to where it's like, okay, we have Roman Reigns as a heel, we have Daniel Bryan. Let's get to the point. This is the time. Yeah. The time. And we stretched it out to the point to where we were really, truly robbed of a a, a complete feud of Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. There's no reason for that. That was, that was a failure. Um, I feel like AEW may have missed the bullet with Hangman and Omega. Because now, since we've booked Daniel Bryan with Omega, and we've seen that Dan Bryan is the probably the best person to dethrone him. We want that. And these months and months and months of long-term booking have now possibly been squandered because who cares about Paige? Do you?
2: Well, this is what I'll say, right? And when I look at, obviously, New Japan is not AW and vice versa. But when I looked at before the pandemic hit (sighs) before the pandemic hit like you look at the IWGP heavyweight title or world heavyweight title and you just felt like that was just the best thing going in like only a certain number of people over those years or like the five years that that, that we were watching New Japan at that time were ever going to win it like so like I never envisioned a time that Shingle was actually ever going to win it. I never thought that issue was ever going to win it. And I still don't even now. I never thought that fucking evil was going to win it. Of course. Um, and I thought that like, if Jay white won it, then like, he's going to have to fight like hell to get after he loses it quickly to get it back ever. Right. Um, Osprey, I thought like he was going to get in. It, it was going to be another coordination similar to like in a long chase, similar to Omega's chase. Right. Um, Like, but for that to, for the title to matter like that, you have to have people that people believe in come up short. And before Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson and, um, CM Punk's, I know Tiny's probably might listen to the show and be like, I, I, James (laughs) just told me he fucks this up. But, um, when, when Brian and Punk show up, the landscape changes in the the chase to get to that, like the mountaintop just got even higher. Like you just went from Everest to Mount Olympus. So um, I'm not saying that they need to pull the plug on Adam Page. I'm saying that if they still plan on him eventually uh, being groomed to be champion, like they had had it been before, they're going to have to put together something and a run to get him to that level to then actually really earn it um and like he had the storyline in place he had the the opponent in place but the thing that was holding him back for me narratively was like what is this dude's drive and determination and how is that inspiring inspiring how would i want to get behind him for him to do that and for me it was always missing and it didn't mean that it couldn't be filled in but it had to be to where he has to start doing uh, you know he had already done the Pac stuff, but he had to start, do, I guess, going back to that with like Malachi Black or Cody or Moxie, whoever else, to kind of get him like some, ur- something besides being tied or, or stapled to Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks on his own, quote unquote, to kind of say that like, this dude is proving and he deserving he's gone out here and done it. Like, nobody has these kind of questions about Darby Allin, for example, right? Because they ain't about the, about the star power of uh, bringing in former... Uh, you know, SummerSlam main eventers and stuff, right, but for him, it was always, that part was lacking, and people are gonna love him when he comes back, and that's great, but he is coming back to a completely different landscape from what he left, and it's always an adjustment when someone gets injured or leaves or what have you to come back to that unless they are literally the best, like, Sean Moxley went on pater- uh, paternity leave and came back because he's the fucking best in this company at his company, and this like, or the... He's a one A level performer on this, or one A one B level performer on this. Well, company he's
0: a made man.
2: Right, like he is. Like he could be the champion. Like he, you look at the short list of people that could be champion of Kenny Omega towards ACL right now. He's on it. Right, just immediately. Like from the being able to carry the company with promos, have build Torres big programs, have a match that's good enough to where people will love it or whatever else. Like he's absolutely on that list. Kenny Omega's on that list. Jericho was on that list. He's older now. Um, then you go from there, like Daniel Bryan, uh, Bryan, uh, CM Punk example, Darby, we kind of believe it right now, MJF, we kind of believe it right now, Hangman is missing that, and he also doesn't, he's also not much for talking for himself as a promo, like, some of these answers need to be filled in for then people to, for people to then fully buy in behind, with, aside from feeling like, he comes out and the crowd's super hot for him. For him but he does not sell merch at a certain level. He he's rarely ever main evented except for when he's tied to the Unboxer Kenny Omega. Like this is now the time for him to show and prove. And if he does make it, it'll make the journey all the more sweet when he eventually does. If he doesn't, it'll still show you. It'll still give you uh, the fi- or the feeling that like the title is such a uh, is such an achievement to get in AEW. Um I'm sorry I'm going for so solo mission but like for me nah, that's you, how I you, see it. Much like, other people see it up differently than like that's
0: fine I'll, but I'll, I'll I'll throw this in too like like once Punk and Brian come in the the dream matches and the the money matches for them are with Kenny um as the champion. So like right. these are people that if you know like if Paige happens to win the belt after these people were put down the belts only bigger at that point. And you know, his paternity leave, I think, has to be factored into this. Um, they gave him the horseman style beat down, which to me is a flashing light, uh, a flashing sign that he's going to come back for every person that like put boots on him. And like James said, I think one day, like, you know, early next year, uh, maybe even double or nothing next year. Uh, people be you know having their their their, their um <laughs> their fucking bandanas ready, but they definitely need um a, a Malachi Black to put him over. They definitely need him to fight a Moxley because that was always my case. Yeah. It's like, what has he done without the Elite? Like, and it, it, it's like you know, Team Taz. He beat Brian Cage. Uh, he beat Matt Hardy.
1: Uh, yeah, but but people were hot for that match. People were hot for that match. Um, and I was I really did dig that match he had with Cage. Um and in you know, it showed that people are willing to get behind him. I would like for Paige to come back and just like murder everybody that jumped him, a la like the shield did that one episode when they like the authority was like, yo, we're gonna put a bounty on you guys. And they literally just spent the whole show just like dumping people into trash cans. I need mm-hmm. Paige to do that to the lead. I just need him to like 1v1 all of them <laughs> and in in a very cool fashion over the course of like a few weeks. Like just one person, uh, uh, one person a week, um, and yeah, he's gonna have to go through a Moxley and go through probably a Daniel Bryan, um, uh, in order to really cement that he's ready for the world title. Um, I do believe that he is the best person to beat Kenny, just because if we're gonna commit to long term booking, we need to commit to the long term booking. Um, yeah. But it's like I get a little, you know, worrisome after watching a match like last night. Because, like, why wouldn't you run that back? Why wouldn't you want to continue that, you know, when there's such great wrestling at hand?
2: Yeah. Yeah, And the the thing that I think people are overlooking is their match, Kenny Omega and Hangman from, I think that was, I think it was Full Gear, beginning of, like, the opener for Full Gear last year. Yeah, Full
0: Gear 2020.
2: Yeah, that match was awesome. It just went short, and like they packed in a bunch of things so they knew they were going short. Like there is absolutely a one of the uh, all time AEW match in them for when it's the time and the place for it, and if in it just hasn't happened yet. Like, and for me, because they've been so good at booking, I haven't I have faith in them that they will eventually get to that at some point. So like that's kind of where I'm on it. And quite frankly, there's only two bookers I believe in right now at this point in a, in the world. So it's like, you know, like, so for me, even have faith in them to faith in them to, to say, feel like you're eventually going to get to it. You know, like
1: maybe I'm, maybe I'm just like,
2: optimistic. maybe I should, maybe I'm too optimistic compared to everybody else. I don't know.
1: I, I don't, I don't fault you for that. I, um, Maybe I just have PTSD. Um,
2: oh, I still do, too.
1: You know, of uh, just like, oh, man, you guys are going to ruin this thing um, by doing this other thing. Um, because we've seen it happen time and time and time and time again. You know, um, I put up that poll on Twitter. How many times has Triple H gone over at the absolute wrong time? There's a <laughs> lot of those times. Um and it's like, obviously the the racism one is the worst, but then like you look at the other three and they're all like close seconds. You know, like you can't have that many close seconds. You know, um, racism is obviously very bad kids, but um, <laughs> it's like, wow, bro. Like you went over a hot streak Goldberg while you had a groin injury and you wore biker shorts. How many times has Triple H worn them Biko shirts? Like, twice? Twice. You know, well, it's crazy. It's crazy. I so I, I look at last night, and there's all, all the more better reason to book it differently now because we had such a banger. Like, mm-hmm. Triple H didn't need a five-star match to just book crazy, you know? Um, I So I get a little worried, but I think you're right. I, you know, AEW has done a great job over the course of... You know, almost two, two years.
2: years. you know. Um, so, so, uh, so you mentioned. Um, you said like, you're almost asking like, why would he go over and Triple H go over Goldberg when he's wearing bike shorts some groin injury? And so say, bro, I don't know why you asking me because like. Triple H got Triple H ran me the fuck away from uh w, from watching wrestling uh, way before it ended when that man went over the Rock at WrestleMania 16. That was the dumbest shit I had ever heard. Nope, I'm done. I see you in a decade, uh, Vince. That was stupid. So yeah, like you didn't even mention that one. That was like wait. So he's a, so Triple yeah. H Triple H is going to be the first heel to ever win at WrestleMania against a black guy. Okay, okay. Oh tri- oh okay. So the Rock is going to win the title. At the very next pay per view. You fucking idiots.
1: Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Triple you doing? H is the, is the king of losing the get back. Like, the Triple H would do terrible in gang wars. Like, that nigga, like, oh man, yeah, I, I got you. And then, like, niggas come back and get him for everything. He always loses in the, sec- the second time around, but he wins things that I just don't get all the time.
2: Politics as usual. Um,
1: i think the 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 most egregious thing that i ever watched outside of you know triple h obviously um going uh over booker t is uh john moxley's second best singles match in wwe um his first best singles match is always huh about
2: to say roblox
1: yep yeah so um that roadblock match, I was like, I remember when they booked it and I was like, this doesn't really make sense because you have somebody that you know can be a world contender and you're going to put him in a stop block feud with Triple H. Um, it shouldn't be somebody like John Moxley. It should be somebody that we know will lose and should lose. This person shouldn't lose, but he will lose. So this is dumb. I, I don't want to see this and then the match started and I was like this is fantastic mm-hmm. like John Watson worked a very very psychological match where people didn't think that he had technical ability like that and showed out and showed up and then he's lost part a, <laughs> it's just... a of pedigree <laughs> and lost and I was like this is Stupid! I'm so mad. I
2: watched this match. Well, uh,
1: I mean, he was, he <laughs> should have won the
2: rumble that year, but instead they were like, "No, nah, we got to do Triple H versus Roman in, uh, in uh, Cowboy Stadium," and, yeah. they, it, and, and I, that was a
1: mistake. That was a mistake.
2: Yeah. I, I, I lots of I, stuff I, was I, mistakes on that show. It, like, you know what the biggest mistake was? Not in and after the women's uh, tri- uh, triple threat for the uh, Raw women's title. They should yeah. they should have been like, "Oh, we're good." Great WrestleMania, right, guys? Yeah, you like that? Come back next year. They decided, and nah, he- we need to see Shane versus Undertaker in the, like a forty minute hell in a cell match, however long it felt it felt like forty minutes. Mm-mm, yep. mm-mm.
1: And you know what's you know what's crazy? It's like uh Moxley and Roman had a banger at Survivor Series. Yeah. So they had that that banger and, and then, they then they
2: cashed on them. They cashed in on with Sheamus. Bro,
0: that's the only on- John Moxley and Roman Reigns
2: match.
1: Yeah. And went nine minutes. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. And then for Moxley and Triple H to have the banger that they did at Roadblock, I'm like, okay, well Triple H and Roman can't be bad. And then it was, (laughs) brother. (laughs) And then it was. See, Um, when you book when you book so bad that the
2: crowd like is going to just fight against your match, you've already lost. There's no there's no overcoming it. Or oh, there, are rare, that. Like, there are rare cases of overcoming it, but most of the time, it's a L. It didn't matter what yeah. Brock Lesnar and Roman was going to do out uh, in Wrestle inside the Superdome. It wasn't going to happen. No, nobody was caring about that match. They were, we, we is not caring, boy. Like let's straight up what happened. Beach balls, fuck and all the know, weird it's chants. Nakamura, the wave.
1: It, it's weird, man. I, I, I think about things that were, that were wasted in the fire. And it's just like, um, that was also the year that they gave away the triple threat between Roman, Brock, and, and, and Moxley, which was also a banger. Literally mm-hmm, everything yeah. that was leading up to that WrestleMania was a banger that has been overshadowed by the shit fest that that WrestleMania was. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Um did we so, get all over to? 8?
2: Yeah. Oh, I forget what happened. We were just PTSD. We were, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know,
0: sharing trauma, uh, sharing trauma. Yeah, that's <laughs> why. That's why I had to get off that narcotic. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian Dinsley, Kenny Omega, all time match, uh, classic match. I uh, can't wait for the next one. But moving on, uh, MJF defeats Brian Brian Pillman. This was just kind of a match. I thought Pillman would uh show more in this match because he's pretty much been getting better like I like I say every week like this year he's been better but um, yeah this is this was just MJF come get you some heat and and get a win back yeah
1: Um, I think that um, and one of the rare booking uh, missteps that AEW has had um, was booking MJF and Jericho I felt like that feud went two matches too long Um, Mm. and now you kind of have to build MJF up again Um, and it's just very interesting you know and uh, for for belt's sake he's probably the third biggest heel on you know on AEW programming and I feel like he's a little weak now because he lost that big monumental match um, to Jericho plus hubris so Um, I fully went to this match like, oh, yeah, Brian Pillman's definitely taking the L. Um, The match itself was was solid. Um, MJF doesn't really do anything for me uh, between the ropes. But, you know, his mic work is impeccable. His character work is impeccable. Um, Wait till you see him in there with like a um,
0: like a like a super worker of his age. He can do everything they can do.
2: Like, like, for example, I would say check out this match that he had with uh with Sammy Guevara and also with Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy match was what? The uh, I won't say that was Revolution two thousand twenty? That was double or nothing twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Like that's like four and a quarter. Like he is really good with his contemporaries that are like at his level. And he runs multiple styles. Like he can be like he can like he could do the freaking you know, Jerry Lawler. Um, nick bockwinkle old man jim you know doing all the right way cornet stuff and then he can also break in and do like you know do modern indie style that you would see at the top of a takeover card it just depends on who he's in there with and um i like him when he's wrestling younger guys quite frankly people that are higher level like he's he he's good at that um but when he's wrestling other people it's about him getting his heat. He's going to try to get his heat like he is fucking Jim Cornette, except a wrestler. So it's a <laughs> it's, it's a t- it's a give and take with him at times. And yeah. I, uh, I think he'll
0: grow on you, like once you see more of him, like in the ring at least. Yeah.
2: Like wait till that's, you see
1: what, what he all the stuff he had, the clubs in his bag. You'll see. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and it's not anything where I feel that he's bad. Um, okay. I, I absolutely do not feel that he's bad. He's a, he's he's definitely talented. Um, and I really don't have any room to. Say that he's not, especially considering the caliber of some of the wrestlers that I enjoy. Yeah, well, like, look, well.
2: I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. No, no, I'm just saying. Like you haven't watched much of him. Maybe, maybe he does have one in the match that still leaves you cold. Like. Like I'm sure you've watched Young Buck matches and know that like great, but also be like, eh. that's exactly how I feel about the Young Bucks. honestly, yeah, like, um, I'm just. well, I, I didn't want to get into a, a huge digression about it, but like, that's like the people that don't like like them for the most part that are reasonable. That's kind of how they feel about them. That I've noticed is like they're like they acknowledge like they can do a million things and like all this stuff's cool, but like you just kind of feel like like it's a it's a sugar rush and like maybe I don't want sugar today. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but like MJF, like he has multiple styles. I just say over time, you know, over time It'll he may grow. grow on you. He may grow on you. Yeah. Um, but, but Pillman. Yeah. So, so Rich, you you said this before. Like, I never thought Pillman necessarily sucked, but you watched him a lot more than I have. So, like, where do you, where when you first started watching him, where do you think he was, and then and now, where do you think he is? I
0: I didn't think he was a major league pro wrestler as of like last calendar year. Wow. Like, if his name was Brian Johnson he wouldn't be in the promotion well, that's true um, that's at skype that skype. level but like in this, this sometime the earlier this, this the year yeah um as he got like you know the early, yeah, earlier in this year like when he got in there with Miro and um uh-huh. he got in there just Kind of like more with Griff Garrison, and they they linked up the, the Varsity Blondes Act. Mm-hmm. And then you would start seeing like him start trying to find his voice in promos and uh, him translating to the ring. I just thought it was – he's on a – like he's finally putting it together to where oh. I'm like, okay, uh, he he can hold a spot in a promotion. It's not an embarrassment for him to get a match on the show. Um, it, he's not strictly a dark guy. Um,
1: he's not I, Charlotte Flair, but he's also not Dominic Mysterio. Correct, correct. Like, um, yeah. Um. Everybody
2: dumb, hates Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> everybody bro, hates
0: his man. <laughs> bro, there was a, a report where Ray had gave an interview recently. He said, "Yeah, man, I didn't think initially like he was ready for um for SummerSlam 2020." And then everybody under the comments was like, "Ray was correct. Like, <laughs>
1: like he was not ready. <laughs> he was not. He was not. But, I, I don't think that Dominic is ready now." I feel like I, I i watch his matches and i'm just like but it, it was it was funny because i thought about dominic as i was watching the mjf pillman match and i was like i know that pillman isn't as far along as some of his contemporaries but he shows confidence he shows um fire it's fire, fire. it's it's there it, it, it doesn't feel like he's going through the motions um you know, and and uh, I, I saw the last match that Dominic had against Sami Zayn. They had a best out of three, and he got three would And um, it's like I'm sorry. Sami- no,
2: no, 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 no. <laughs> best of three, and he got three 0 Not oh, not 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 two old. <laughs> he beat him two old, and then said run it back and beat him a third time. You lying? You're fucking lying.
1: Oh my god. I am not. I I kid you not. Unless oh I, unless the weeks are blending in together so much, and <laughs> I watch, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I watched the lose three times. I'm pretty sure I saw three. Oh of my them. fucking uh, god! And and you know you can say whatever you want. Obviously, everything comes down to booking. But as it stands right now, i I am very sure that you'd be hard pressed to find 24 other wrestlers in the world better than Sami Zayn. And if Sami Zayn can't carry you to a three-star match, you're the problem. You are the problem.
2: Okay, so... Uh, you're the problem. <laughs> I will say this. A lot of his style... They, they, I mean, obviously, he doesn't have the body type and all that kind of stuff, but they have made him be do his dad's greatest hits at times. So, mm-hmm. you know how it is with Lucha. Bad Lucha is worse than any other bad form of wrestling around the world. So do you think it's actually him or do you think it's the fact that he's not good at doing lucha things?
1: I think that it is that he is not good at doing lucha things. Um, like I've, I've watched
2: like, have they tried to get that man? Like I'll ask him, like, have they tried to get that man to do a Greco Roman, uh, uh, Knuckle lock and then like a test of wheels and then like go to a side headlock and then you know work the side headlock and then reversals and go to a hammer lock and then in and out, like if it-
1: he's not he should be working, he should be working instead of a luchador style, he should be working in an a j style Seth Rollins type of style where you you're you're technical but you can go for your your holds you can go for your submissions. you throw in a little springboard here and there you do a little top rope you can't do that but you still mix it in with some strikes you mix it in with you know your snap mares or blockbusters um sling blades things of that uh-huh. nature. those are moves that you should be going for arm his arm drags are ugly. Uh-huh. I mean who has an ugly arm drag? I can throw a better arm drag. Uh-huh.
0: I think he should be working a job, um, corporate
1: America suit, tie. And, you know, it's it's tough because we can sit there and make excuses for him, and then you have somebody like fucking Steiner son who comes in and is like, "Holy shit, Bro. Put him on the main roster tomorrow. Bro. I
0: feel like Braun Breaker should be like the world champion within eighteen months. <laughs> Braun Breaker
1: like- is fucking amazing. I don't think I've watched. I don't think so I watched that first match that they had um, him, and LA Knight. him and LA Knight I was there and as I'm watching that match I was like LA Knight deserves to lose LA Knight deserves to lose if LA Knight does not lose this match I will walk up I will exit the premises I will call an Uber to my fucking car because this kid is showing out and he did and then he went and showed out again like um, his fake out like roll from the uh, from the bunny hop into the suplex like nuts the catching people into suplexing nuts. Bro, is it just, like, a, just a big dumb jock wrestler like it's and he has the energy awesome. the explosiveness his promo skills aren't bad like Dominic still can't cut a promo
0: yeah and um, I think Braun Breakers only been wrestling since February if I'm not mistaken right yeah nuts sometimes you got it sometimes you don't like he could be like, I I like he's like twenty three years old, I, I believe too. So like he could fuck around and be like Cena, like where he gets on top super early, and um
1: he's around for a long time. He's definitely a Randy Orton. <laughs> Y'all he not fu- a-
2: no stop stop. Y'all not finna just slide over the fat that that Rod the way he said that shit. No, so, so nonchalantly. Sometimes you got it, sometimes you don't. That should've been the end of the fucking segment. He fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he did so fucking badly. This Miss Dominic Mysterio, like, it's never gonna happen, bro. It's a wrap. Fuck out of here,
0: bro. Dominic Mysterio catches a drive by on this show like every three weeks.
2: Like. Not from me, from y'all. y'all. Look, I'm not gonna talk bad about Rey Mysterio's son. Not happening. Not doing it. Not, hey, not, yo. no. Not on duty. Not on duty. Not
1: on duty. The best part. The best part of quarantine that ever happened. The best part of quarantine that happened, and uh, Rich, we, we've discussed this Roman Reigns is the best heel in the business. Yeet- Roman Reigns threw this man, <laughs> yeeted this man, bro, powerbomb, <laughs> over, over, yes. over the ropes, sold, and not throwing daddy literally a week later. Oh, uh, yeah. is
2: an all time gift, all time gift. Yep, all right, so uh, from MJF oh. and uh, in Pillman Junior. Two, what's next? Is Malachi what Black yep.
0: defeats Cody Rhodes. Let's go! Yeah,
2: let's the, talk about now, this now. The interest is these are big time interests. This is like it's felt like pay per view for the first hour of the show, um, hour and twenty minutes, and um, they have the match, and I'm liking the match at first, and then they go to commercial break after the uh, after Malachi catches him or quote unquote catches him with a jumping knee after Cody comes off the top rope um, to the to the elevated ramp. Um, he airballed it, but whatever, good enough. So they come back and they just it felt like they lost a plot of what they were going for, what they built towards, and then Arn gets on the rope. I'm not even going to talk about Brandy giving Malakai the middle finger to begin the match. Who cares? Boy. It's, it's, a, it's, <laughs> a, it's a mo- just a fucking, just a dumb filler of waste of time whatever, um, Arn gets on the top, gets on the, um, towards the end of the match, knowing that's going towards the finish, the closing stretch, Arn gets up on the apron, and then he gets up, like, basically away from the hard cam side, and then basically slides over to, towards the right, and you're like, what is he doing, and he tries to, you know, cross over around the pole, and he slips off and falls, and he gets back up, and I'm like, was that on purpose, and then he gets back up again quickly, because he's embarrassed, and then uh, there's a there's a bump where he, he takes a bump and ends up f- tumbling down off the apron to the uh, floor after Malachi gets um, knocked off. knocked off on the other side. Cody goes to make a s- check on Arn. Arn pushes him, and says, "What the hell are you doing? Get your mind in the game, son." He's being Mick from from Rocky. And then they get back in the ring, and the ref is still distracted somehow, and Malachi hits him with black mist, and then hits him with an uh, inside cradle. as well, he uh, shoves the ref cr- off. That's okay. a big part. Yeah, he shoves the ref off. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Shoves the ref off. Um, Malachi hits him with a black mist, um, and then he hits a, a flash inside cradle for the win. And I don't see how this was a satisfying conclusion for any of this, which means that it must continue, which means, like, for the first match ever since Malachi's been here, since, or the first thing ever since... Uh, I think it's Fourth of July weekend or week. Like, there's going to be something that Malachi Blast going to do that I just don't care about. Like, I don't want to rematch. This served no purpose for me. This was not the match I was expecting or wanted. It's it's more of the bad Cody. And like, you look back at the totality of this run, um, he's been on um since TV, and it feels like we're getting less and less enjoyable things out of Cody.
0: Yeah, man. I I thought this stunk. And uh, as far as like the, I I thought the ideas stunk. Like um, as far as, um, uh, like the the brandy thing, the the Arn taking two bumps, the Cody Rose coming out looking like a fucking slave master again, which I'll get into in a second. I haven't All forgot right. that thing. I prepared, but um, I think uh, matter of fact, i how about I just go into it now. Yeah, let's. Um, yep. So um, you know, this is. Uh, The problem with Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes is broken. He's a man without a country in a rapidly changing landscape that is going in a direction not toward him. The AEW of 2019 doesn't exist any more than the AEW of January 2021. He feels so far away from the level that Omega and Danielson was on. And I'm not referring to work rate. His constant breaks bring him back to a new world every time he returns. So narratively, he's stuck in the same place while everyone else moves on. In AW, their history is still being written, and they aren't riddled with the landscape of, of baked-in hopelessness. And while he's still valuable, he's been out in the sun far too long in his current presentation. There's nothing interesting about him. There's nothing cool about him. He's blown through territory angles like cocaine around the 86 Mets. He's got what people would normally call kisses of death for faces. He has an old man babyface manager and a hot woman on his arm, and those are the least of his issues. Him never being able to be the champion to me is a different answer to, as to why he got booed out of Arthur Ashe. Some of it's baked in, but he's naturally going to maintain a certain level of star status. So I don't think it dooms him forever to mid-car status. The major issue, a major issue is that he can't even lose to a champion to help them. I can't take the Slave Master outfits and he's gotten himself in trouble with black folks with his promos. Overall, I don't think that matters, but amongst the folks, he's become a joke. Um, the talent pool is only deeper now and I struggle to see where this Cody Rhodes fits in. Maybe this is an elaborate way to turn heel where he'd have instant hot programs with Brian Mox or CM Punk or Hangman. He's too aware to be this self unaware. Um, if he insists on not turning and keeping and keeps taking time away, I could easily see him out of AEW at this rate or creating an ugly rejection that will only get bigger and potentially more toxic. He could never fall back on his ring ability the way Kenny and the Bucks could. It's amazing the way he tricked people by wearing a suit into thinking he's more powerful than any of those guys. So naturally, he's caught the most shit, but backing it up after running out of tricks is proving very tough for him. Brandy can only get in the ring so many times. R Anderson can only be the source of your story so much. There's only so much he can blade. While Kenny and the Bucks are writing new chapters and getting ahead ahead of any possible wave of backlash and have largely read the landscape like prose, Cody is determined to be as he always was. What he's seen himself as the hero, the main character. Meanwhile, he's alone on an island getting cooked by the sun when fresher people came in with newer connections to the past and their careers. It doesn't matter how many people he's put over
1: he desperately needs to find another level. I, um, I can agree. I've, I've never really been a a Cody Rhodes fan. Um, and we've discussed this at length. I feel that Cody Rhodes always has worked best when there has been something attached to him that is infinitely more interesting. Um, (laughs) And there's, there's always been a thing where it's like he'll be in a feud and it's not so much him that's important in the feud. It's the thing in the feud that makes it important um, is Money in the Bank feud uh, where he should have won the Money in the Bank where like he was actually like hot and he was actually on a hot streak and he should have won and he, knows he didn't and then he threw it into the river and all that like people were popping for it. Did he get the Money in the Bank briefcase? No. Because he was boring. Um, when him and his brother were beefing with the Shield, that feud wasn't cool because of the Rhodes brothers. It was cool because of the Shield. They were just the best people at the time, and it was cool because Dusty was there. And like, there was a lot of you know emotions and bravado, and then they won the belts, and it was a great moment. Da 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 da. And then what happened? Nobody really cared after that. Like the Shield kept being cool as fuck without the belts and the Rhodes brothers were not that cool with the belts. Um, he's been in AEW now and I've watched um, some Cody matches and I've, you know, kept up with feuds and every single time I'm just like, meh. Um, his match with Ogovo, like he had no reason business winning that. Um, I know that obviously Ogogo is not as seasoned in the ring and all that, but just the way that the feud was set up um you should have lost, given the way <laughs> that it was set
2: up. Now the thing is, after watching that match, it's clearly apparent that like Ogogo was not ready for this, and they shouldn't even have done it.
1: And that's and that's that's fair. So like, but that's what it comes down to. Like you, you should have the foresight to know, like, hey, this person's not really ready for these lights and things of that nature. Correct. And um, also, I kind of. I kind of get upset over um, different calls where it's like, okay, you put him in a feud with Malachi Black. Malachi comes in, starts shit with him. Immediately, you have a fire feud. Like, Black should be washing him every single time they see each other. It shouldn't be a competitive match because now the luster of Malachi Black is kind of waned a little bit. Like, Black should be a world beater. Like, he should be kicking people's faces off and going about his business, um, I don't subscribe to a, a, a reality where Black is having true competition with Cody fucking Rhodes. I just don't see it because yeah. you haven't given me enough reason over the course of however many months of AEW to make me believe that this is true competition. Like if you put Black against Amiro, okay, I can see that going back and forth. You put you know him against a Moxley who we've seen you know go through the ringer and had he's gone through the beatdowns and he's done the lights out matches and things of that nature okay yeah mm-hmm. give that to me I want that yes mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes
2: yeah, like especially when you throw in the part where it's like he beat him so bad that he felt like after like a string of losses, he beat him, starting him out, said that he didn't have it. He didn't have, he had no heart left. He was taking the last of it, beat him cleanly, he, knew he was about to fucking retire. And then, Mox, and then Malachi beat him for like trying to change the narrative on like the beating that took place. He was like, yeah, you know, it's time to go. Nah. I'm finna hit you with this with this little bitty crutch and then, like for for you trying to act like you're changing changing this from a complete demolition to it's you didn't have no more. No, I took what you had left. So um, to, go that, to go from that to go from that and like they did get they did give him, uh the the knockout where he rolled out the ring. They did give him that, but for the finish to then be he kicked the shit out of him. He, he kicked the shit out of him. Uh, cody survives gets back then the match continues he's kind and then like malachi gets desperate enough to where like he has to go underneath the rig and then pull out a uh black miss it's like okay yeah. i yeah uh, you i thought it made him
0: yep. look weak i i thought it made him look weak at the finish i yeah. like that's what i said that was my major problem with it like and it just falls on into the folder of cody bullshit yeah. and there's there's a folder of Cody shit that works too so yeah. I, like, I don't want people to get it twisted but yeah. like
2: but it just feels like we've been adding into the Cody bullshit like between like n- between him working people that are not like and it feels like almost charity to the point to like him doing stuff in his matches that just make you make your eyes roll and like him wanting to like Dude like like it's almost like he wants to pull out his daddy's handbook so badly on every fucking big match and it's like, bro, no one to hold him, no one to fold him, no one to like put that keep that shit like on the tuck. Like we don't need to see that shit all the time and we don't need to see that shit multiple times in matches. Like there's nobody else that has had like pay-per-view and big matches on AEW where I've rolled my eyes at more during during uh than Cody's matches. And it's like, bro, like read the fucking room like you're a big part of why this thing is what it is, but like you, like you doing this stuff in your matches, like makes the crowd groan, and now they resent you. Like it's been happening ever since um, the old Google stuff, and then he leaves, and he comes back, and it's like, and then he leaves, and he comes back, and then he and, leaves. and People he comes are back. saying
0: that like, him leaving is the answer again. It, it's no, like it's not. That, it's making it's it worse. Not.
2: It's it's exacerbating the problem that he keeps leaving to come back, and I've been pointing this out. I was pointing this out before the Ogoga thing. Is like, bro, he keeps leaving and he keeps coming back, and you know, people always talk about like you leave so then uh, so that people will eventually miss you, and it's like, bro, you leave and you come back so often and so in in such a short amount of time that no one even gets a chance to feel like you're like you're gone, like. And now people are just, you know what? Okay, so Charlotte. Her, her when she left and came back recently, how did that feel? Did, feel, did she feel refreshed just coming back, or did she feel like, no. damn, she really needs to go back again. she needs to go away again? That's where we're at with Cody.
0: Like I would have never like obviously they had you know the big show and coming and stuff like that was set up and he did what he did with Malachi the first week of July, so uh, it was seven weeks between appearances. But had it been me, like. I wouldn't have probably brought him back until at least after full gear. Like it allow the new people to kind of settle in and then that way you come in like as this missing ingredient, but now you come like your return is like the same uh show as Daniel Bryan's first match. I'm sorry, bro. Like there's there's higher rank news in you
2: now. Yep. And that's not and look, that's not even a problem. That's that's a that's a that's another layer of it. But the main thing is you're in a you have done for him he has done a a a very selfless task of saying hey i am one of the five or six most important guys in this company as far as drawing attention as far as drawing eyes as far as being able to uh draw pay-per-view buys what I am going to do is immediately like most of the elite did or all the elite did was we are going to do jobs and put people over left and right to try to get people off the ground and get, get situated. And then it'll be our time. He has never got to a point where it's his time, but while it's never been his time, he has fully made everyone aware that like he is pretending to be a mid card when he's a top guy. And like Mm -hmm. for me, when I watch it and I'm seeing him work with Ogogo and work with QT Marshall and like work with all like, jungle boy or darby well darby's different darby is the the success story of all this but like look at all the other people i'm counting up when i'm doing this it's like bro i know what you're we the more you keep doing this the more aware people are going to become become that you're doing this and like it is a tactic that you are trying you are using your star power to try to generate people up the card or you know put people up towards the uh towards building towards that and that's while noble is transparent and, like, it's also, like, not that exciting because I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but you're supposed to wrestle him, right? And it's, like, you got to build towards that to some extent. And it's, like, I don't give a fuck about QT Marshall. I like O'Gogo because he's called him a piss boy. And then I found out that man's anti-vaxxer. So I'm like, oh, god damn it. So, <laughs> like, so for me.
0: Oh, so, um, he's not. They came out and uh never mind.
2: Okay. Yeah, anyway. he, or he, but, he, but he came while, out later on. Oh, okay, yes. he came out later on saying, that's nah, nah, not, it's not me, baby." Good, good, yeah. good for him. He should have did it earlier. But um, once you get At- to this point where like you have Malachi and he's scorching hot, and he's and he is getting hot off of taking a piece out of your ass, like he's li- he was literally like Becky Lynch or John Moxley chasing down and throwing uh, Charlotte and Seth Rollins into the into their respective jump zones when they got hot. Like it was the same thing, and like once you had that match and he's like, if this, if that was the WWE, you'd be like, that's different. This is AEW. Just fucking kick his head off.
0: Yeah. Beat him. Make him look strong. Like put not, him over. Like Not even
2: that. Have your competitive match where you, where you are, where this is the difference between John Cena and, and Cody. When Cody, when people talk about how he wants to be, <laughs> uh, he wants to John, be uh, he wants to be Cena. All right. <laughs> John Cena got his ass thrashed by, uh, by Brock Lesnar. Um, at Somerset, two thousand fourteen, right, and then at the right. next pay per view, he fought his ass like hell, and then it, and then had him on the ropes at points, and then before he eventually, uh there was a uh, Seth Rollins came in or whatever. But that's that's been, that's been fucking up. But the story was, he got whooped, he got demolished, and he got off his ass and he fought back super hard, but he was going to lose at the end of the night. Like all Cody had to do after doing what he did in the first match, that was, I, in my opinion, I loved. I thought it was great professional wrestling. This that's like the the, the good Cody, the great Cody. Even like mm-hmm. all you had to do was come back, fight like hell, fight that dude, and then at the end you go down on your sword for him. That's all you had to do. This shit was not. Who did this it benefit?
1: Do you, it benefits like, nobody. 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 You. Nobody got any. Nobody got any burn from that, and it it it's it's upsetting because it's regressive. Like you said. The first match between Malachi and Cody was that flash of brilliance of great Cody. It wasn't something that I could go and be like, "Oh man, Cody Rose is a terrible wrestler. He showed why he deserves to be in a position that he's in
0: like he gets it like I know
1: he gets it it's it's there it's it's totally there, but you know, um it's one of those things of <sighs> you you have to know how to play the role you, you 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 have to understand that even though you are a a great wrestler if you're not playing the role correctly or doing the correct thing it doesn't matter what your ring iq or your skill set or your move set or whatever the case may be may be because you can still turn in a bad match um and i look at somebody like roman reigns roman reigns had certain successes as a single star during his first run where he was really being pushed Mm -hmm. but i can't i couldn't get behind some of the things that he did because he's a powerhouse but he's supposed to be this prissy baby face underdog like no once he roman reigns fuck people up right that when i look at roman reigns and i look at the way that he is dressed in military gear and all that i want him to fuck people up that's all i care about and he came back and what did he do his first night in Summerslam? he fucked people up yeah that's all you have to do and now it's like cool yes that's the heel i want when i look at cody rhodes i want him to have the great technical matches i don't need the Outside interference with Arne Anderson. I don't need Brandy Rhodes there. I don't need him cutting these weird um America promos. I I need him to fight from underneath and show the things that I know he's capable of in his skill set and then lose.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not not all the time, but
1: I get what you mean. Not like, all the time. Not, but in this I get particular you in, I get you. In, in this particular in this particular role. Right, you know, right, 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 I I go back to the what what made what made Cena being on my on my Mount Rushmore, was his, which I think everybody probably would agree on if you're gonna go the length that I'm gonna go, was his US Champion run. He had those matches. Mm-hmm. He worked these very competitive matches mm-hmm. and then he dug deep and then at the very end, he pulled it out. Mm-hmm. But it showed that people like a Kevin Owens or a Cesaro or a Sami Zayn or hell, a Zack Ryder, deserve to be in these mid card and top card conversations like because they could hang in the deep waters with john cena yeah it's the same thing that cody rhodes should be doing and could be doing but instead it's this weird 50 50 like these people i'm going to beat and these people i'm going to lose to um and then i'm going to try to get my win back and it's going to be kind of like overbooked but i'm still going to lose here and yeah I should have lost but I'm going to lose in a way that you probably didn't think because I'm going to try to be creative with it like no bro just get your head kicked off
2: Right. and like the TNT stuff for the most part I, I enjoyed a lot more than I thought I was going to Um and you know him and Darby chasing him for you know the length that he did like that's absolutely credit to Cody's vision for, for when we say like this is the reason why it's frustrating because like we know at least on some level he fucking gets it and gets it to a great extent. But then there's this other part where it's like, it, he's almost, you know, he's like, I want to say what year, I want to say a crown probably like Jordan 25s is when it's like, Hey, let's like start adding a, a fifth and sixth color to the colorway. And it's like, why? Right? Like he all, he is constantly trying to add one or two more extra colors to the colorway and it's like nah bro just th- just stop at 3 or 4 and leave it the fuck alone and like he's just extra and you just hope that you get more moments where like someone can can curb that out of him at times because like he just wants to do too much
1: low budget and- Triple H <sighs> you you're gonna add another like 10 minutes to this match bro <laughs> that I did not need
2: yeah but that is a good example it's like, <laughs> Triple H you're in there with Scott Steiner working WWE style. You're in here with Goldberg WWE style. Why in the world would you need to go more than 10 minutes with either one of them?
1: He's like, we're going to the- show you who can work. <laughs> what? Work rate. <laughs> work rate. Um, it's like, bro, like, not every match is Iron Man match at Judgment Day with, with The Rock, bro. Like, you don't have to do this. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't like, I get it. I get it. Like, Triple H would be Triple H would have way more four stars and close to five star matches if they were cut by like ten minutes. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that I think Triple H also. um, I think that a Triple H didn't like basically like gain thirty pounds from what from uh, WrestleMania fifteen to SummerSlam two thousand or nineteen ninety nine like. And was in this era, like he be a, his whole entire game would have been different. Like his whole entire game would have been different. And well, you know, it's one of those weird games. Like he basically like morphed into what Vince McMahon or what he needed to, to succeed in WWE, and like what he was when he was younger, or like in the early <laughs> stage when he was in a mid card or, or fighting the IC scene with with The Rock or whatever. Like that, his entire trajectory changed and like, because he got bigger, he, like, it was, it, his whole career is, like, you can go over that with a fine-tooth comb or whatever else, and then talk, before we even get into, like, the politics of him being paranoid, because he was never the A side of anything, he was always the B side, to like, do enough B side stuff that he become the A guy, and then, like, Vince loves him forever, and just pushes him down everyone's throat, but, uh, yeah, like, yeah, there's a lot of similarities with, with Cody in, 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 um, Triple H, but I just think that, I think Cody's kind of in his prime years. and like, I look at like the stuff that I saw on Triple H, and uh, this is a conversation that me, Rich, and Ra were having on Twitter. And I just look at like the amount of things that like he does that frustrates me to no end, um, because he makes wrestling more difficult than it has to be. Because uh, mm. uh, like he wants to do this theatrical shit when it's like, no nah, man, just add this little pieces here. uh and I, I think of like tri- Triple H in his prime, or like times when he became like the early stage of his part-time run. And I'm like, I'm comparing this stuff. I'm just like, uh, Rich, Rich, uh, say that he prefers Cody, and that, and for me, just like, nah, like Cody is just, he's way too, his hit or miss ratio is way too, off, it's way too, like all over the place and yo y and roller coastery for me to like to to
1: be on that. I think Triple H is still better than him in his prime and, for prime. And see, but that's like, my opinion. I- and I think about really just even just this Malachi situation. I was hyped for this match. Same. um, and, and and basically going off of the match that they had a few weeks back, so I was like, oh, yeah, we're gonna get into it. Like, I feel like this is just gonna be a slobber knocker. And it was hot cross buns, bro. Like, <laughs> Boy, just got it?
0: in the chat, man. Man, we did done spent like the last 20 minutes going out. You're gonna have to catch it in the archive, but um, yeah, I. I don't know like I feel like Cody from 2018 to right now like I'll take his, this 3-year run over almost any 3-year period in Triple H's career. Um mm-hmm. like I think I think he's just too good of an everyday wrestler uh, that in a way that Triple H wasn't and that might be primarily down to who Cody's surrounded by.
2: Now mm-hmm. that that's the reason why I'm still champion Triple H cuz it's like I it, I think about that all the time when I think about like who they're with. Like, if you get, you know, if you get two thousand or ninety ninety eight through two thousand uh, five Triple H, yeah. you get him in AEW away from Vince McMahon and away from him feeling the need to like gain thirty pounds in three months. Like in that type of environment, like literally the the yeah. look at what the click was and then look at what the elite are right generation generationally they're the same fucking people so for me it's like if he was doing if he was booking his own stuff a- away from the pressure cooker that is this McMahon and jim ross wanting to treat the locker room like it's a fucking football team and everybody wants the number one slot and everyone is and people would just do business and there's not another uh show in town that they're super concerned about as far as like being the Shogun cut off, like I feel like Triple H would have thrived in this environment at a way higher level than than Cody is right now, and that's and that's not no not because like Cody's doing goddamn well, but it's just like I see Cody's passion, and that's the thing I like about him so much is he's he, he's so passionate, but like then he says and does and 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 puts out so much bullshit, and I'm just like. I'm at odds like I like the guy, but he also frustrates because it's like why and it makes me think, why do I fucking like this guy sometimes when he does some of this stuff?
0: Like I, I think I think Cody's had a better baby face peak than Triple H. Oh ever. yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's not even questionable. Um yeah.
1: that's I not even questionable. Yeah. I think
0: Triple yeah. H had had really high heel peaks at different times and uh but Cody worked the fuck out of me in in 2018. Well, I don't know because I don't know if it was a point. because I don't ever want to see Kenny Omega wrestle him again. So I I don't know what that's worth. See? but that's see, um, worth a lot. You, that's worth a lot. You he,
2: your you favorite wrestler have... possibly ever. You don't even want to see him at a match if he uh, links up with with this fucking guy. Like, see what crazy. I mean? And that's this is crazy. somebody that we. And this is somebody that we're all. That, that at least me and Rich, we both like. But that's the stuff he does to you. It's like, like, bro, I I don't want to be put through the ringer like this. I don't watch one home promotion because of that.
1: I don't want to get it misconstrued. I like Cody Rhodes. Oh, well, there you go.
2: All three of us like him. All three of us like he needs to cut the shit.
1: He has to cut the shit, bro. Like I can't imagine me thinking like, oh man, like, yeah, I like this one rapper, but I never want to hear him with a Jay-Z feature (laughs) ever. Like, I can't. I can't. That don't make sense. Cody Rhodes is Kanye West. Is that what you're trying to tell
0: me right now? (laughs) Lloyd Johnson in the comments, he says, "I like Cody Rhodes, but I hate everything about him. Rolling the fuck over, laughing my ass off."
2: No, man, you're misconstruing it. I, I, I liked, I like his passion. I liked it. I like some of the things he uh, wants to do. I just think he gets himself caught up in the muck all the time. I take by thinking he's he's a simple-minded genius i'm not wanna, i'm not going to go through the r kelly thing or, or whatever about how r kelly is a simple-minded genius that take and his simple mind takes himself to some incredible places before we found out that he was a child molester or a child rapist i'm not gonna get into that but like he is somebody that is so um passionate and so warm to the people that that are around him and then like because of that patch, people believe in him, and but the thing is like that blind faith leads you to stuff like this where it's like, okay, so now where's my Ma- where's Malachi Black after this? Are we gonna have to see a third match? What the hell's the third match gonna be?
0: Probably Cody winning at that that's point. Sweet, and then that's a mistake.
2: Right. Or a- it, so like now we're like, all right, either cut bait on it and then Cody has to go away a fucking in. <laughs> or they have another third match, and it's like, well, why don't you whatever happens in the third match? Why don't you just fucking do it in the second match in front of twenty thousand people? We gonna we couldn't get a conclusion in front of twenty thousand people. You gonna find a bigger gate to do it at?
1: <laughs>
2: you know what I mean? It's stuff like that. It's like no, 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 oh, where you're going, and know where it needs to wrap up at, or like not don't do stuff to try to prolong it, and then like it's gonna be something lesser than. They're not gonna get a bit of a bigger thing to do that at. Mm-hmm. Who want to see yeah. it again after that? Yeah.
1: And there's not a belt that's going to make me like, like a belt wouldn't make that any more different, you know, um, it would make
2: it worse. And
1: it, it would make it worse. There's no stakes that you can give me. Um, Cause if you did something like, Oh yeah, well if I lose this match, I'm going to retire. You're telegraphing that he's going to win. So yeah. it, 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 it's essentially, you've now done the exact same thing that you've done with the MJF and Jericho feud. Like you're now going a match too far.
0: Um, Got a couple comments in there Um, The JML says Black can steal the baby Um, <gasps> <laughs> Floyd asks Why is it a mistake And uh, MJ does PR says Satanic steel cage mash
2: Now, <laughs> now you said uh, He should steal the baby Like look we're, We have watched this crowd since July Like it feed in, feed into, and tell you that like they want Malachi, they do not want Cody, right? We've seen this for the whole summer, right? Am I? am not making this right. up, am I? It's not, not. It. I did not see it, like I said this like back in like the beginning of this month, and then weeks later, what happened when he came out to Arthur Ashe? He got fucking booed, right? So, and it's not. It's obviously like not, not like I foresaw this. Like I'm some visionary. Like he got booed against O'Gogo. but. If Malachi Black steals what's what's the baby's name? Liberty? Liberty. Yes. <laughs> okay. So
0: Is the baby in all black? I'm not
2: going to touch on this, but given that promo that Cody did about trying to say that Atlanta some post racial t- uh, utopia, and given how Co- how Brandy be out here feeling sorry for herself anytime anything happens with race, uh, on Twitter happens wouldn't we kind of want uh Liberty to be kind of be saved from those two I can hear like, the promos now like don't I've like where like don't you think the probability that cool. like it all goes bad for 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 Liberty uh roads uh, or Liberty Runnels uh Liberty is high oh
1: She's gonna take the name Liberty black
0: yo
2: yeah i'm not j- i'm not gonna go further than that but that's that's kind of that's kind y'all of where
1: should,
0: i'm at y'all should get uh in the, in the twitch comments uh if you guys can click on the sh- on the stream because a lot of comments are coming in if you guys want to just text and respond to those um yeah um yeah I, I i think that's a good place to leave it on cody if if you jumped in late on this full conversations uh is a little bit longer um yeah. Yeah, and um, the rest of the show we got Darby Allen and Sting defeating FTR. Now Rob Sting, he ain't missed yet in AEW.
1: So, it's almost been a year. I mean, I just i I don't. I personally would have not had that man out there, but I will say he has done very very well. Um, he's worked a very good style. Um, since being back um, I haven't had any situations where I watched a match and um, was like underwhelmed or anything of that nature Um, as far as a as an older wrestler working part time style um, at that particular age with the amount of injuries that Sting has had he's definitely been one of the better if not the best that I've seen and it's 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 great. I'm happy for that man. I'm happy that he hasn't died. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah, I, you know, I was highly concerned, and you already know I was. Every single time you mentioned staying in any platform, I was I was on that ass. Um, but I'm proud of what you know what he's been able to pull off, and um, Tony Khan's keeping him safe, and you know. He's not doing anything that he shouldn't be doing uh, I'm totally in the in the crowd of people that feels like that buckle bomb spot was his fault um so uh cool it was a good match um and I really like darby Allen really like darby Allen um ftr they're fine
2: so we gonna double back around. Um, yeah,
1: we, we yeah. heard what you said. Yeah,
2: yeah, he said, well, for getting hurt when someone threw him?" What? It's
1: <laughs> his fault. Um, his fault.
2: Okay. okay.
1: He said that he took. He said he that he took the bump wrong. You know what? Who am I to come in there and be like, "Oh yeah," you know, mm-hmm. I know. Then, you know, I, I hate when people are like, oh yeah, you know, I, I don't believe in the vaccine. Like, bitch, did you go to college for eight years to study? No. I'm well, gonna listen don't to a ask
2: science. me about it. I got vaccinated April, fully vaccinated. So look, this thing exactly. so, This how I chopped it up. This I chopped it up with the uh the buckle bomb spot. Shit happens in professional wrestling. It was agreed upon. He threw him, he threw he didn't throw him. Like, look, I saw somebody get buckle bombed, uh, Oh shit! It was uh, it was the, wasn't it the Bryan match last yeah. night? Buckle the Bond and way. won over the top rope, right? Yeah, that yeah, was, that was that was that was less dangerous than what happened to Sting. It just Sting had a bad neck or bad back or bad spine, whatever you want to call it, and then um, it he le- you know it went out and he had a bad situation. My so you said that like you like how, what he's done since uh going to AEW. I I like to keep pe- I like to remind people that since this man since. Survivor Series 2014 in the matches he's been in, even to now, he has not had one bad match. Like the the Sting the Sting I'm oh, sorry, the Sting versus uh Triple H match at WrestleMania 31 sports entertainment smoke and mirrors masterpiece. Right? Yes. Um, the match uh the, the match with Big Show and then the and then after that the restart where it's Cena and, and Sting versus Big Show and whoever on Raw I don't remember perfectly fine the match fine. with Rollins was a fun ass match it's just that happened in the match and then he never wrestled again and then you get to this on AEW and for me it's like um, I had forgot this um, but Rich had to remind me that he actually did get into the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame in 2017 but it had been so but it, for so long he had not been in and I was like Last night, I, I was I forgot, and I was like, you just I was just on my shit, just looking just 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 feeding in on like the, the vibes. Like Sting always had one of the most has always been one of the most uh, incredible fires in the history of professional wrestling. One of one of the most charismatic people in the history of professional wrestling. Someone that was always knew what the fuck to do in the ring, even though he wasn't like some super, He wasn't Bret Hart in the ring, but he always knew what the fuck to do. And it's like at his age, his advanced age, we all think he's, 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 cripp- he's like a cripple or a weakling, and then he he's comes in and doesn't, he is not. Right? <laughs> like, and like, the thing is, like, the way they use him where he only wrestles, like, once a month if that, or once every six weeks if right, that. He wrestles, like, yeah. Right, he that. wrestles, like, once, like, maybe once or once a month or once every two months. Like, the way they're using him and, to, and protecting him, and then, like, He's not going out here and he's like going for the world championship. He's in tags with Darby or he's in a cinematic match or whatever else. It's like, it's the perfect use for him at this age. And the part where like Darby is doing all of the real wrestling, and he, all he's doing is just basically hulking up and doing or, or, or stinging up and, and no selling a couple things and beating on his chest and doing finger flashes and, and back fists. Like, all he's doing is the hits. And like, luckily, like Darby and, and everybody around him have like committed to making this shit work because, and everyone believes in Sting because they believed in him since they were fucking kids. Like, it's fucking it's been fucking perfect. That Bro, it's been a this, match made in history. Has been the,
0: this is the manual on how to use like uh an, an old old wrestler an
2: to old get legend. over the you know, undo. And for me, it's like I like Sting's my third favorite wrestler of all time. So for me, like to watch this is like it makes a night like that where they go out there and they have a good ass match. I'm just like god damn it he did it again <laughs> like it would be like as if Deion sanders would come out here and still be like play nickelbacks uh, for, for a team and still be good it's like god damn it, he can still do it them legs still kick high like it's, yeah. it's just it's just fun to watch like it's pure nostalgia what plus also the purpose of getting darby over like i love it yeah
1: yeah no it, it, it's good stuff i don't i don't i don't have an issue with it um yes it is things fault um that he got injured on the buckle bomb because he knows damn well he shouldn't have taken the buckle bomb and it was his idea to be like oh yeah i'm gonna do the buckle bomb it's just like brock lesnar getting injured at wrestlemania like kurt angle knew damn well and sure that he should have not been doing that shooting star press and was like nah man do the shooting star press it's gonna be cool it's gonna be cool
2: big show of the year man big show of the year
1: so what he, he, he had to
2: and he had done it before. <laughs>
0: he before. had done it before but- i i think the problem with, with in that case was brock is was heavier than and also <laughs> he uh than he was when he was actually hitting the shit in developmental like mm-hmm. two years before that also like they wrestled that long ass main event That's that very <sighs> end of the match they probably tired sweating mm-hmm. yeah. all that shit and then the ropes get a little slippery and boom you fall on your shit <laughs>
2: hey, hey luckily that man had you know that man had you know Some people, there are two ways apparently to protect your neck. Either you do all the stretching like you're a Joshi in the gym, doing all them stretches and you know, doing bridges where you can bridge on, uh, you can bridge over your back to where all of a sudden your nose uh, can touch the floor, like uh, Hashimoto from uh, Sendai Girls, or you build a a neck so thick (sighs) that you like the junk it's like that your neck ain't no neck, it it looks like the. His neck doesn't exist. It looks like the Juggernaut sure. dome from from X Men, like yeah. except there's a head on top. That's what his neck looked like. So he luckily had one of them. <laughs> he luckily, he there's two ways to success to survive a, a fuck up like that and not die, and he luckily had one of the two.
0: Yep. Yeah. Then we had the um, AEW Women's World Title match. Britt Baker uh, defends against Ruby Soho. Uh, gets her out of there in 13 minutes. I thought this was fine. Uh, you know,
1: it was suitable. Yeah, it had like, moments,
2: but like it, it felt like the crowd was tired, and it felt like the match just didn't have the emotion behind it at times.
1: Yeah, yeah. and we already—it was a foregone conclusion. Um, I'm not one for foregone conclusions. I think that's the one thing about wrestling um, that can kill a match for me. Um, you you guys had brought up a you know a really fine point about Hangman earlier and about the idea like there's still a chance that he can go after the belt and lose um and it's that type of feeling of uneasiness that really you know can heighten the match that really can can make th- that, that turns a match from a four-star match to a four and a half or a four and a half to a five like that's the thing that you need um i think about like my favorite matches ever um and all those matches have that that tinge of this can go the wrong way and in some of those matches it does go the wrong way and it just makes me feel even more after watching it um you know um so when i watched the match like la- you know uh, last night it was like i don't really care Mm-hmm. This match can be as good as it wants to be, but it has to win me over because I already had I I already know DMD is coming out with the win. So Mm -hmm. what's the use? Um yeah,
0: I'm right there with you. Um like I figured this was going to happen. Um like Ruby, I think, still has to get more acclimated. Um she she got the big win, she got the song that's over. Um but you know, I was still looking to be impressed in the ring by her. Um, haven't got there yet. Uh, I thought it was fine last night. It was a good match, but uh, it wasn't anything. It was like, oh shit, I didn't right. put her on the list. Like, yeah. uh, like obviously, like like there's Thunder Rosa still hanging around. Like, Thunder Rosa has not been replaced.
2: Yeah, and I think in yeah. a match like that, like, um, in a match where you know that like what, uh, you know there is going to be oh you know the result right you know what's going to happen the purpose of a match like that or most matches like that is it's not about like trying to tr- it's not about necessarily uh doing some goofy thing and then giving you the wrong result to try to sh- try to uh screw with you, screw with you the point of it is to try to get you to at some point in the match believe in a near fall mm-hmm. for the other person and then after that you can kick, kick them out, you can kick out and then have them get back up and drop them and then pin them when you're finished and get the fuck out of there because the point, the objective was done or you can go longer depending on how you want to but like most, most matches like that where you already, you already know the result from most of the matches you already watched. The problem, the thing is you got to get it to a point to where you can believe that the other person can win or you believe that like it's an actual, you can actually get the sense of desperation between both competitors and this one, we never got that. We never got either one of them to this, that point of desperation or uh, that kind of sense of drama. It was just kind of. It felt kind of
1: there for the, the main yeah.
2: event of twin of from twenty thousand people. It did. You know,
1: and it's like you know, uh, I, I point back. Um, I think this is obviously. I think this is the uh, Hall of Fame run for Roman. But like, you look back to the first, you know, his first championship defense against Jay Uso. Jay Uso, you're trying to tell me that Jay Uso has a right. chance in hell to beat Roman, and then you know five minutes into their match, you're like, okay, and then ten minutes into your match, you're like, and then you know fifteen minutes, and you're in like, this is nuts. That's the point. You're supposed mm-hmm. to like. We knew that Roman wasn't going to lose that match. Like, yeah. No, but it was just enough. Um, I didn't get that last night. Um, I like Ruby Soho a oh, lot. Um, there's not anything everybody likes Ruby Soho. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's <laughs> it, you know, like it's like I I I definitely fuck with her. So it's not even a situation of where I was bored or anything of that. But I there was there wasn't anything in the pacing that made me go, Oh, DMD really could lose this. They really could just pull the rug out. Um and you know, there's a lot of situations to where you want the rug to be pulled out from you like when the match is so good and you're just like, oh, I'm totally behind uh-huh. this person winning. Um, That's what makes the storytelling of our, our of our business. Great. Uh, what was it? It was an elimination chamber match. Um, Santina Morello, where like, oh, Daniel Bryan, 2011, uh, 2011. Yeah. 2011. yeah you're just like, wait, he really actually could win it. And you could hear the crowd and the crowd bought into it. And I was like, we're really about to have Santino as a world champion. Let's go. Like, I'm bought in. <laughs> and um, you were speaking yeah. on the
2: time when someone got got. Um, this was this is one that uh, Josh from Keep It a Strong Style brings up all the time. Was um the actual night of champions that Sting, that Sting Seth match when after, you know, Sting got back up and he slapped on the Scorpion Deathlock for the second time. I got into the, the Royal Williams got to have it, um, uh, crouch. And I was like, I'm, I'm fully bought in that Sting could become the WWE <laughs> champion in 2015. So I absolutely believe I, I'm with you. Like I knew the scene was going to win, but the point is you got to tell the story, take people on a ride to where they can, they could get into buying that. So any, anything can happen for that bit of time. And that's like the magic of, of, them tricking you with the professional wrestling and the storytelling going on in the ring. Like, um, Richie, or, uh, I guess you don't watch, uh, stardom, but like there's a woman in stardom, uh, that's, uh, that is a She is like best friend in professional wrestling named Um, Shuri, Shuri, um, was like the best wrestler in, in the world over the summer. Right. And, like she is a former UFC fighter um, kicker striker grew up you know grew up in the business like with uh, Asuka like kind of like grooming her right so like she's this woman that has a lot of like huge personality can sell her ass off can be a can be a just an ass kicker and they, that's how they present her in stardom, since ever since day one she came in and like her matches she just she, like she's just a fucking surgeon like if you not outstrike her, but she's a great technical mat wrestler and chain wrestler, and like regardless of whatever your situation is, regardless of how good you are, eventually there's gonna come a time where uh, like if you, if you want to survive uh, wrestling her, you're gonna have to get out of the mat wrestling, and eventually it's gonna you gotta get her... And ch- typically her story she tells is. I, I whoop their ass i get them out to the apron and then somebody drops me on my neck on the apron or throw or, or power bombs me on the uh, my head on the apron ma- on the apron before falling to the floor or something some big apron bump and then the match goes from there where she start is her turn to sell and the person that she's been whooping on for like five to eight minutes is now reversed the course and she takes you on a ride from there like that is not that's not all her matches but like about a fourth of her matches have that little element where she takes a big bump and then she's hurting and it's like, oh my god, the Russians cut type of deal. And like, that's the that's the magic you're talking about when it comes to taking you on a ride or whatever. I was like, everybody everybody, everybody you know, everybody has their own versions and ways to do this, but it's like that match didn't have that. That match didn't have that. And then also, she had the goons with her. She didn't even use the goons.
0: Yeah, I, I still think it was a right call. DMD rose on. Yeah, she um. yeah,
2: Absolutely. I, I had no problem with her winning. I just wish it was a, uh, had been a better match. That's all. Yeah, yeah. so
0: that, that'll wrap up your um, Dynamite Grand Slam review. Uh, we do have lots of questions um, that yeah. came in um, on Twitter. and I, I want to kind of try to fly through these. So we yeah, still yeah. got the rules. Um, so I've got I'm going to start with the Discord ones. Uh, comes from MJ does PMR. Um, real quick, Brian and Kenny, run it back right away or give it some space and let it breathe. Space. How
2: space. much space?
1: Um, I would probably say
2: the next pay per view.
1: N- yeah, sixty sixty to ninety days within the yeah. next sixty to ninety days. Yeah, doesn't I, have, I, ninety days doesn't have to be sixty days, but within that time span, about a quarter.
0: I, I'm running it back at full gear, personally.
2: See, I, I will probably be with Rob, but like AEW always does things a little bit faster than I would like. Um, that's kind of seems to be their time, and they usually do things like a little bit before I would, so I'm probably full gear. Yeah, probably full gear is where it happens. Um,
0: MJ does PR also says, Is the Owen Hart tournament going to be more King of the Ring or more G1? I think it's going to be single elimination because committing to a G1 on yeah. television is it's a, yeah, a
2: task. It's, it's yeah. um, yeah, yeah, that's too got- that's too hard of a task. That's too like, and then like if they if they were to do it, knowing them, they would put a lot of that shit on dark. And I'm nah, like I mean, they could do it, and I think a lot of people would enjoy being on the dark stuff. But it's like if you do it that way, then like you're gonna have to do a whole like spend a minute doing recaps, and they don't really do. They occasionally do recaps and callbacks to dark, but not often.
0: He also says, "Was Owen the most underrated member of the Nation of Domination? No, he was not. D'Lo was." I think people know how great Owen Hart was.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that there would, I don't think that was ever a question. Um, Owen Hart obviously didn't get the shine that he deserved from the company. Um, even in his death, it just shows that the company really didn't give a shit about him as a as a person personally. Um, I know that might be a very harsh um, statement, but um, WWE failed Owen Hart on so many levels. Um, yeah. But I think that us as fans um, had a deep appreciation for Owen Hart. Um, I think that we cared. I think we knew that he had the work rate. He had the promo skills. He had the personality. Um, he had a look. Um, he, he definitely was great. I think that you're right, Rich. I do think it was D-Lo. Um D'Lo obviously was a little rough around the edges in certain aspects, but I think that if he had more time to grow and develop and, and better um, – dancers um you would have excelled even more um he could have been so much more than just a european champion in a lot of different ways um he had the look he had the intensity um he had cool ass moves um yep. uh, I, I i like D'Lo brown um and i think when you put D'Lo brown against an owen hart or a rock or a farouk or a you know, a Mark Henry, it obviously shows that he pales in comparison on what the, you know, general consensus is because he's not brought up in those conversations that those other people are brought up in, you know? So yeah, definitely D-Law.
2: Um, I would say in that particular situation, I think the most underrated person would probably be pissed off Mark Henry. Like pissed off Mark Henry was fucking good. Uh, um, like, as far as building up programs and whatever else, and then having, like, monster matches at the time, or even doing the stuff he was doing in 2011, I'm thinking, like, Hall of Pain, like, maybe he wasn't, maybe I'm being unfair, because, like, he had a way longer career than most of these other guys, um, but, like, 2011, Mark, Hin- 2000 th- 2011, 2013, Mark Henry at times was, like, really fucking good, like, so, uh, um... I think
1: Hall of Pain was probably one of the, um, best, uh, heel runs, um, you know in the last you know 15 years um and i also i mean ah oh man i i know that the timing was was off because they eventually had Cena lose to brock so i, I get what they why they didn't take the belt off of him but man i would have I would have been very happy and very succinct with Mark Henry getting the belt off of Cena, even if it was for a month. Oh, um, time time the, time the promo um, is by far, I think, a yeah, it's probably in my top twenty promos, maybe <laughs> in my top. And yeah. <laughs> like it... that promo is just it, it was just it 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 made me feel things. I was I was sad. I was emotional. I I I felt this like, man, I I regret not appreciating Mark Henry when we had Mark Henry. Man, this is a moment and Cena came out and I was like, damn. And then he worked us. And <laughs> right. I, right. I was I was bad. And then I was like, this is hilarious. And then I was like, yes. this is pro wrestling. Yes. Um it, um
2: it and I think the thing for me was like the reason why I say Mark Henry is because like we there are People know that D'Lo Good, Leo Brown was good. People know that like Owen Hart was great, right? Like the people that really that watch a lot of wrestling, hardcore fans and tape traders and all that time, people and people that have gone back and watched like 90s uh Juniors uh New Japan and shit, right? And even Calgary. But there are a lot of people, and rightfully so, that remember Mark Henry and think of Mark Henry and they think that dude was rotten because for a long stretch he was, and then he got good over time. So that's the reason why I. So that's the reason why I would say him.
0: So uh, JML says, uh, "What special venue do you want AW to run next?" Hmm. Uh, I'll say Yankee Stadium, <laughs> just for the just just for the novelty
2: of it. <laughs> uh, like that's um, some
0: shit they would have did in like the nineteen like thirties or twenties. They would have had Russell Massey at Yankee Stadium and shit.
2: Um, I I don't hmm. know. I, I haven't really thought about like a a, a non wrestling venue to do wrestling at, um, or non traditional. Um,
1: I don't know. I really don't. Maybe a baseball field. I I've yeah. re- really enjoyed uh, these past Royal Rumbles taking place in baseball fields. Yeah, they're um, cool. They're cool. It, they're cool. Yeah, that it is cool to me, and the setup of AEW with the like the dual side entrances, I think really lends itself to a baseball field. Um, so that would be fire. Um, you know, heels on one side faces come out the other side and mm-hmm. obviously. Oh, through Cody the dugouts out. you mean? Yeah. Through the dugouts, okay. you know, yeah, yeah. he would obviously come out the face side and be confused by the booze. Um, I think it'd be great. Um, yeah. It'd be great. Uh, JML
0: also says, "Was it the right move to main event Grand Slam, the women's title match?" Um, I just actually got the quarters, and it looks like they had the they they had the lowest uh, quarters. So uh,
2: I don't know. Um, like if it weren't going if it wasn't going to be them, and they were dead set, and AEW seems dead set on putting like the match they know is going to be their hottest match, or as far as work rate or whatever else, they would love to put. Like their best in ring match on first a lot of weeks. So if Brian and Omega was gonna go on first, the only other thing they could have put on would have been the Cody and and Malachi thing. And knowing what that was, would you want to fucking do that as a main event? So, so um, so yeah, like it was like it. They had two bad options. The real thing would be in a traditional sense of book your cars, Like, like where the best things are going on last and then whatever else, but that's not how they decided to go with it. So that's how they want to play it. That's what they got.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't really know how you, how you would have done it. I, I definitely feel like, you know, you kind of book yourself into a corner when you hot shot your, your best match as the first thing. And, um, something that I do like when WWE does it, they do it well. And they just did it on Monday where they advertised um, we're going to have Bloodline versus the, versus the New Day. That's our main event. And at the beginning of the show, New Day came out. They started speaking. And then Roman showed up and he's like, yo, I don't even want to be here anymore. So run me my fade right now. And they ran the match. Interference happened and it led to a storyline from the book another match that was even better um i don't know how you would obviously do that with a one-on-one match but they could have tantalized something at the beginning of the show to where they seemed like they were going to run it at the beginning and then run it at the end instead um but I don't even know if that works in the AEW model for the simple. Fact it
0: it, it would be. It, they they usually advertise ahead of time, and yeah. then also you got to think the interests, the fallout of the match, the thirty minutes. Like they had to make sure um they had time for
2: that
1: all. Yeah, it, I, it, it, I would say that Rob,
2: you're onto someone that saying. Like I don't know if that really outfits to what AEW does, right? So like that would be something they would have to do over time to where they're going to do a match, have a fuck finish, have someone uh, Tony Khan the word over the over the headset that like they're restarting the match cuz of the garbage that just went went on went on in front of the fans and then we're going to run it back later like because these these cards you always know what the five matches are for Dynamite or the three matches that are going to happen on Rampage like before the last on the last show before you already know either you know either uh um,
0: look and they always happen
2: yeah so <laughs> god damn it so 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 like Speaking that's of that. so that's the so yeah you're right it's just it's like if they ever get to the point that where like they only advertise like three matches on um on dynamite and like two matches like one big match and one of uh, in that little buffer match that they have in that one hour of rampage then maybe they could start doing that but outside of that like it, i don't see how they get around it without starting to do stuff that screw with people's times
0: so speaking of that, um he also asked, do you think Sasha's in the doghouse for what happened at SummerSlam? I feel like Sasha got
1: COVID. I think that's what happened and I do think that for some odd reason she is getting punished cuz she hasn't shown back on TV. Um and it's just like I don't I don't know. You know, there's some you know dirt she reports that they said that they don't have anything for her and i'm like you don't have anything for arguably the best woman's wrestler in the world like that doesn't make sense well
0: i'll i'll say this i don't think she's in the doghouse because i i hadn't heard that report but i could fully see that um becky lynch recently did an interview and said she was ready to go at wrestlemania um you know but they held her off because they, it's not necessarily about her coming back. It's like, who's she wrestling? So, like, if um, the program's going forward with Bianca and um, Becky, I know they're doing a Liv Morgan and Carmella match, but they normally don't do a second match uh, with the women, you know, for better or for worse. Um, I don't think she's in the doghouse. I think they figure, hey, we'll just give you some more time off and then bring you back when we can slot you as a challenger or a champion. Because other than that, you'll just either be left in catering like Tony Storm, or you'll just be
2: kind of hanging out.
1: Yeah, because we already because
2: SmackDown's like loaded. Yeah, I, I, I don't look. There's been too many people that have caught COVID for me to think that she would get heat for catching COVID. It's like so the the fifth person, like the the fourteenth person, is the one that gets the heat. Not like the other people for it. that. That'd be weird. Um you know it's just you know this WWE like it's not to it be it, regardless it comes back to some form of incompetence that they can't figure out what to, to put her on how to put her on TV and deploy her in some sort of way so whatever like that place
0: <laughs> Those um, Joe, Joe Sabo, what's up Joe um, he says uh, what do you guys rate Stephen Amell as a wrestling celebrity he's quickly becoming one of my faves Duffy League wrestling rules
2: um like as far as his star power, or as far as like how cool he is with
1: like the, the folks in the business. Uh, he's better than Mike Tyson, not better than bad bunny.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I enjoy the, the, the show that he's on now is, is really funny, full of like trophy shit. And like, uh, I'll, I'll take the Duffy wrestling league uh, DLC on the AEW video game. <laughs> if they ever want to want to do that. But um I, I I think you know the people that actually watch that show really enjoy it. Um, but and he's always a part of All In. Like that's that's really cool. Yeah. That's um. True. He he loves wrestling. So cool. Was that the
2: opener <laughs> of the pre-show with Daniels? I can't remember. That was the second match. Okay, second match. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know. Have an answer for that? I really don't know.
1: He's fine he's suitable I yeah mean, he's cool
2: like i don't mean in no bad way dismissive way but i just i really don't know like there's so many people that are fans of wrestling um like I, how about this i'll put him below wale how about
1: that is great is super high on my list Wale is probably like a nine out of ten I also like about, a, i
2: also put him below Giannis because Giannis was <laughs> that man was fucking hyped for that match those <laughs> matches in milwaukee that man was geek yeah. to be out there. Like that man was like, "This is the this is the most exciting thing to have, to have in Milwaukee since me, nigga." Like, <laughs> I'm, so, I can't, I'm so happy this is here. <laughs> I'm tired yeah, of everything, re- my- everything relying on me <laughs> <laughs> for the entertainment.
1: <laughs> Stress off my back.
2: Yeah. Also, what the fuck is he still doing in Milwaukee during the offseason? season? Take your ass back to Greece and get on the, get in front of that good son. What you doing, man?
0: I guess it's taxing to go out the country. <laughs> I guess um, so. Yeah. Uh, Floyd weighed in. He said, uh, Mel loves wrestling so much. He literally created a show. So um, good on him. Um, yeah. Did he wrestle
1: a four star match at WrestleMania with three months worth of, of training? He did. He did not. not. Bad Bunny did a Canadian destroyer. Shut up. I don't want to hear well, nothing. I mean,
2: th- then there's also like Rousey. So there's also that, too. There's also people like that were like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to let Vince McMahon book me into oblivion over a span of a year, and I lose a lot of goodwill over it.
0: Um, so Dre Zero says, who will win the AEW title first, Danielson or CM Punk? Ooh, hot take. I don't think CM Punk's ever going to win it. I
1: don't think CM Punk wins it. Um, I I um CM Punk. Okay, so there are certain wrestlers that should never pivot out of their spectrums, right? Um, when you get into a certain spot, like I don't ever want John Cena to ever be a heel at this point. There's no yeah, it's reason. Way it's way too late. Now, yeah. it, it, it's it's way too late. There's there's that should that should never happen. Um, Moxley, Moxley should never be a face. He should always be a tweener or a heel like I don't see a, a a true 100% face Moxley working for me um, when I look at CM Punk he is like since he's came back he's going to be the ultimate face he's always going to be cheered like there's no reason that he should be put in a booking position where people feel the need to boo CM Punk I think that is a mistake I think that's a booking mistake. I think that's a merchandise mistake. Um, and because of that reason, I feel as if um, there's no real give um, to him being a champion because Dan- Danielson should be the bigger face out of the two. Um, if one of them is going to get the belt uh, and there's only a limited amount of time, I'm going to default to Brian. Um,
2: okay, from that perspective of there's only limited limit out of time, then yeah, if it was my choice of who I'd rather see on top in the main events having the big uh, matches with the other tops top of the uh, of the promotion like, you know, the the Young Bucks, uh, Lucha Bros, Omega types, then yeah, I, I would say Danielson, just off the, the fact that I'm, you know, the wrestling fan that I am, the type of wrestling fan that I, I am. So I would say, yeah, from that perspective, I was, but um. I feel like there's a long, you know, I, I feel like he's talked about, you know, he set himself. I feel like he set himself up for a long journey to then get to that CM Punk. Um, and the way that they put Brian out there at the front, is almost like they could put the belt on, on Bryanson, but I doubt it. So, uh, I'm sorry, Daniel said, I said Bryanson. Um, uh, so I, I,
1: we're all getting used to it. Yeah, so. man.
2: Yeah. Like, it's like, and I feel bad because like, it's his real fucking name. I'm <laughs> watching his real name. So, uh, so for me, I think like because they put Brian out front first, and he's gonna kind of like get done. He's gonna basically like cycle through first, and then like have to loop back around and take the long path again. Mm-hmm. I would say that like I would just bet on, I would just bet on CM Punk. But ultimately, if it were me and I had to cho- choose between those two based off of like where they are right now in the ring, it, it would be it would be Brian.
0: Uh, Bruce in the comments says, uh, neither needs to win the belt. So that could um, be that. I
2: mean, I don't really I don't think we're necessarily hurting for uh, either one of me to be the champion right now in, in any way, shape, or form right now. So I don't I don't disagree. Um,
0: Sam says, uh, was that the best K-Omega match we've seen in AEW? Not really a Grand Slam question, but what other legends do you think AEW should try to get in their video game?
2: Wait, was that two questions or one question? Uh-huh.
1: Two <laughs> questions.
2: Okay, so the first question was that big, uh, was that Omega's best match at AEW? No, his uh, the match at Revolution last year with uh, him ver, him with Hangman versus the Young Bucks is his best match in AEW. I, yes, and agreed. I agreed. And for rewatch purposes, I believe that his that when we look back in like two three years and just pull it up or whatever else, I would I think that his match with Phoenix from earlier in this year his title defense and then his match in the Ironman match against Pac were both better than, uh, this Bryanson match on, a, on a rewatch thing. The first watch, I see why people loved it more, but I think on rewatch, you I think those matches were better too.
0: Um, I feel like I'm choosing between my kids. So like that, I don't have. So, I, and we're talking about all matches. I gave five stars. So I don't know. Um, Right now I'm feeling like this one was was, was the best uh singles match, at least. Um uh, the overall is the is the tag team match, no question. Uh if you wanna know how I felt about that match, check the archive last year of our um our AEW end of the year review. But um yeah, yeah. Um I'll probably go this one It's tough.
1: The Pac match has its own charm, so does like the Ray Phoenix one. Uh, i'll probably i mean i've i watched the Pac match i love the Pac match out of the three matches that you guys have brought up that's my favorite one um you guys already know how i feel about the young bucks so um like i i get why that match is great i know that match is great i thought the match is great but it's not my own personal favorite but that's just because i never subscribed to the style um but I'll probably defer to this match with Brian.
2: Okay. And what was the part two of that? Uh, of the, what was the second question?
1: I so said, what are the legends that you
0: think AW should try to get in their video game?
2: Oh, I mean, just like all the, I mean, all the all Japan wrestlers from the eighties and nineties, like yes. Jumbo, Saruta, Baba, uh, Masawa, Kibashi, Tao, Tau- like, yeah, four pillars, uh, you know, Akiyama, um, I think they
0: got to get Aja Kong with a throwback Aja Kong version, like a, a mid-90s version of Aja Kong. A 90
2: for Aja Kong? Yes. Where everything's on 100? All our attributes are 100? Yes. Okay.
0: Um, I, I think they should try to go after as many people that aren't on Legends deals as possible. Like all the people that have like kind of made like one off appearances. So making uh, almost the like the uh
2: what was it? The like the revenge in the uh in the yeah. in like WCW versus like, Yeah, the world. Like, yeah. Get the get yeah, add everybody in and whatever else and then yeah, that'd be fun. And it, then it, it's like an easy DLC, yeah. you make more money. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um and last question um, for, comes from Imp. What's up, Imp? Uh, check out uh, James's show uh, with Imp and also Sam's show with Imp uh, reviewing Grand Slam. Uh, that was earlier today. Um, he says, Who would be your top candidates to be the first champion for the rumored women's TBS title?
2: Okay, so.
0: I've got the ladies roster here if you guys need it.
2: Okay, so for me.
1: Um, Brandy Rhodes, Ultimate Heat. Oh my god.
2: Okay, so for me, thinking about what the thinking about like, uh, and I've said this to Rich before, like the TNT title and the AEW World title kind of have a similar, uh, a similar like meeting at like the Stardom top titles. Like the red the red belt World of Stardom title in the AEW World title symbolizes like who is the best wrestler in your company, who is just the best like the best worker slash best wrestler slash person's going to main event. Like who is that? That is the person. And then like the, uh, the TNT title and the white belt, the wonder stardom title is like the, is like the person that more fits, like who is the face slash spirit of your promotion or bet who best fits the spirit of your promotion at that particular time. Like, so when you see Cody is the first champion, you see Darby, when you see, um, Miro, um, come in and do do what he's doing right now, and, and on a on successful run with it is like it's like that is like maybe not sometimes can even be considered the best at depending on the time, but like that is a per, like Darby and Cody like exemplified like what the what the face the, like the face of the brand right like so when y'all say you know um, CM Punk may never be the um, AW World Champion, I could see him being the TNT Champion like absolutely so. um if they're going to do that for the the T, the TBS <clears throat> women's title i'm thinking someone like statlander i'm thinking that somebody would. like red velvet um you know like those are two people that come to mind for me um two people that like i enjoy watching when they come out and also like just like the grind like you look at a lot of the girls that came out through um through dark or whatever else like, i would love for them to get the TBS and then take it on to eventually, you know, becoming a women's world champion for AEW over time. Because, like, cause like I, I really enjoy watching Redville whenever I've seen her. I've really enjoyed watching, like, Stat. Um, and Stat's super over and, you know, has the goofy thing with uh the, the boop and all that kind of stuff. So, like, I think that would be perfectly fitting for her.
0: Um, I like uh, what Serena Deeb did with the NWA women's uh, belt as kind of like a de facto secondary belt. I wouldn't mind seeing her run it back uh with a couple you know defenses also she is sitting out there like <laughs> so probably one of those two for me uh but yeah those are all our questions so let me um pull up the card for extreme rules a very unextreme show on paper it looks like but really? um very not, very not, not many stipulations in fact i think just one match might, might have a stipulation
1: yeah, um
0: man. yeah just one um only six matches announced. I don't know if there's more to come on SmackDown. Um, no WWE Championship on, on the card right now. Wait, not what?
2: what? Um, oh, WWE not. Championship. Okay, I thought you meant like. Yeah. Okay, so the the Finn Balor match where he's a curb, <laughs> where he's a uh, he's a speed bump on the way to Bryan Lesnar is still on. Uh, right. I guess, do you want? I guess we got to start there, right? Let's
0: start there. Extreme Rules match for the WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns will be defending
1: against the Demon. So I have lots of issues um, with this particular booking. Um, I don't know where I should even start. Well, well, let's do
2: this. Let's go through like give us a, a short rundown of since Balor came back to to like where we are before the go home show, like. What has Balor done to garner uh, the title shot? Um, like, what, 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 what happened? Like, did he go on a win so, streak? Did he start beating people? Did he get any key victories?
1: So, what had happened was... Um, oh, man. So, what had happened was... So, what had happened was... Um, Roman was beating... the Roman's in world-beater mode. He's been beating people. Right. Cool, cool, whatever. Roman basically stated that he didn't have any competition... Um, And Balor returned. Balor got a really big pop. Balor called his shot and malarkey ensued. Um, Roman then was like, you acknowledge me. I'm going to accept this challenge because I feel that you are actually somebody up to the challenge. So he put Balor over. We already know how good Finn Balor is. Um, I think anybody in the know. I mean, honestly, Finn Balor is the most influential wrestler of this generation for more reasons than one. Um, And I was more than happy to see Finn Balor back in a top of the card position. John Cena for weeks was running down on Roman. They had this big um, segment where they're going to do the contract signing for SummerSlam. Corbin tried to steal his attempt, um, da 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 da. Malarkey ensued. John Cena signed a contract and said, and then we got the Summerslam match. Okay. Instead, after Summerslam, Finn Balor was like, "I'm pissed. This, that, and the third. They kept me off TV. Cena fucked up my chances. I'm going to handle him later, seeds. Um, and uh, but now I'm going to fuck up." Corbin because he fucked up my SummerSlam. He proceeded to beat the brakes off Corbin. That continued Corbin's storyline. And then he went back to Roman like, hey, I can beat you. I know I can beat you. Let's run it. Um,
2: Did they acknowledge that he beat him before?
1: They subtly did. Roman did during their build-up, initially, Roman made the mention that Finn was worthy, and that he was worthy because of his skill set, and that he was somebody that could challenge him, but he's gonna smash him like he smashed everybody else, and then be done with it, blah, 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 blah. So he didn't Um, acknowledge it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Ironically, Roman
0: Reigns not acknowledging.
1: Yeah. He (sighs) he didn't want give him the full um he didn't give him the full uh nod but it was a little bit different in the in the sense of he hadn't really given any type of respect to anybody like he's just been like yo i'm gonna fuck you up like to literally everybody that has showed up this is the first person that he was like yo i'm accepting your challenge because you actually deserve it those were his his words like Mm -hmm. you deserve but i'm gonna beat you up i'm gonna smash you um they had a banger um 3-7-5, 375 four-star match on SmackDown um, where Finn was 100% going to win the match. Um, interference shenanigans happened. Um, Roman ended up eking it out. Obviously, there's been the Brock Lesnar drama brewing all around. So at the end of the match, uh, Roman was leaving, going up the interest ramp, and we got the heartbeat. And everybody was like, Okay. All right. Um, and instead of me thinking, yo, we already have this Brock drama that's going on, they're going to give Finn the belt as the demon. Like that seems like a very smart play. It doesn't the demon doesn't have to show up tomorrow. The demon can show up in a few weeks, in a few months, but if you're telling me that you're going to give me Demon Finn Balor and that's going to be the guy to beat Roman Reigns, I'm 100% with it. I'm 100% bought in on this. There's already the baked-in story that Finn has beat, Roman. There's already the baked-in story that Finn never actually lost a Universal title. And he really hasn't gotten a fair shake at it, truly. Except for Brock Lesnar beat him in seven minutes. Except for that bullshit. But that was just bad booking. <laughs> um, that 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 match have never taken place. Um like, cool, I'm, I'm with this. This is fine. You don't have to rush this. And then what did the company do? They rushed it. And they are literally like, yeah, Demon versus Roman at Extreme Rules, even though we already know that Crown Jewel is happening. And honestly, can Crown Jewel happen without the belt? No, because Brock has already made his intentions clear that he wants to fight Roman for the belt. So, really, Sunday is about finding out how they're going to beat Finn and protect the demon, or are they just going to be like, "Fuck it, feed him. <laughs> feed them <laughs> to Roman, feed it to Roman." Because now it's just like, who beats Roman? Who, who really beats Roman? Who, who do brawn Breaker like, like? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, it's
1: it, like we we talked about it
0: um the week that the PWI 500 came out like I think people are evaluating Roman Reigns title wrong title reign wrong in the fact when they're looking at it who's going to beat him it's like it's stories about him beating everybody and I, I know the 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 natural way is to think well when's it going to end but
2: yeah because I, like most wrestling promotions have a top hero champion or at least this one did historically had a top hero champion on top during like their most successful runs and then like they booked this guy to be the guy for years and he became the guy and they fucked it up so bad that like he never reached his full potential as a baby face and then now like they basically said hey like we can't do shit except book people as heels anyway and we're a heat company now so let's just make him the top star while being a heel and that's where we're at right now with him yeah. Uh, oh, by right. the way, uh, apologies to Finn Balor. He did not get beat by Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble 2019 in seven minutes. He got beat inside of nine. Sorry.
1: Fair. Um, I do think that the answer to who beats Roman is the one that's staring us in our, in our face. And it's not something that I actually even agree with. But I do think it ends up being Seth. Um, I think that they're taking the very... They're taking a the long road home um, to he have got both his it, heels. So there's no reason for him to, to, to cross paths right now. But I, I definitely feel that it is Seth. Um, they've planted enough seeds for it um, and they've kept them away from each other. And really, I, I don't know how they've actually done this as well as they have, because WWE, is obviously, um, issue- they have issues with hot-shotting things um, at the wrong time. But they've always teased the tension. They've shown them in backstage segments interacting with each other. And then there's been times where, obviously, Seth has been wanting to go for the Universal Championship and has not been in that program, whether he lost that Money in the Bank or because of Edge or whatever the case may be, Blase, blase, blah. Say, blah, say, blah. Um I do think that's probably the right answer. Um Roman has not beaten Seth. <laughs> it's it, it, but it's it's like how do you get there? Because
0: you ten you, concurrent you, viewers right now on stream. Shout out to everybody.
1: Nice. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't know how you even make that happen. Um, because Seth is doing pretty well as a heel. Um i i I don't know but yeah I, i obviously finn and roman are gonna have a great match um those are two good workers they've always had great chemistry with each other their match on smackdown was great their first initial touch on raw when they rebooted however many years ago was great um i can't imagine the match being bad i just think that it it kind of sucks because we know that a fuck finish is coming at best and at worst um, Demon is getting fed for what like it's a
2: it's a neat little gimmick that Vips are behind or quickly soured on once he realized that like he wanted to turn the paint into some type of lore and lore that he came up with sucked
1: yeah you know um,
2: so, so therefore, because he 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 tanked it, then like he doesn't have use for it except to bring it out to give you the hope that like you're going to do something really cool with it, and then but and maybe they do, but I seriously doubt that Omre is going to lose to that dude.
1: Yeah, True. I mean, unless, uh, the only and the only thing is is like man, um, and this doesn't even make sense. This is like me trying to get creative for creative. It's like what if, what if, what if he actually wins? then what do you turn like the match at you know crown jewel into a triple threat and this is like a ran- roundabout fuck way to get the belt on Brock
2: without beating Roman
1: without beating Roman and they
2: can like get to Wrestlemania and do it again <sighs>
0: Uh, a couple comments. Um, Diogo, he says, basically, if you ignore all of WWE's narrative missteps, they are great storytellers. Um, <laughs> then Bruce, Bruce says, I think the bigger question is, how will Heyman cause Reigns the
2: title? Um, how will Heyman we'll see. I don't know, man. Like, you know, he, he, uh, I don't know. I, I haven't really thought about it. I'm not really that invested to think of like the, the melodrama at play, uh, between Heyman and the love triangle between Heyman and Lesnar and, and, uh, Roman. I haven't really thought about it. Uh, but you know, eventually you're gonna have a match and you're gonna have, and then it's going to be the whole thing's gonna be, who's going, who's he going to side with? And that will decide who wins. So.
0: Yeah. I I find it pretty boring to to be honest, but um, I, I I'm I never want to see again.
2: So that's really yeah. what it comes down to.
0: I, I'm picking Roman with with a choke out. He chokes out the uh, supernatural being.
2: Um, I don't know how he wins, but Roman's going to win and then go to Saudi Arabia and fight with Brock for the belt, and who knows what happens.
1: Yeah, who knows what happens. Um, I. I feel of, um, I feel a disqualification. <laughs> I feel a disqualification. I feel like in an extreme rules match. It's not. It's not. You luck,
2: hey, you lucky. You lucky. It is, they they, lucky it it is not is. a ref stoppage in a. Uh, yeah. In a, in oh, a goddamn. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Then a ref stoppage is going to go to ref stoppage. Like he's going to, he's going to spear this man, and he's going to kick out, and he's going to get pissed and like just beat him to death. With a chair, and that's just going to be that.
2: Don't um, do this, Fergal. You going to fucking kill this guy? Like, come on, man. Like, nah, don't. Yeah. Don't, don't. It's
1: not you, Colby. It's
2: not. It's not you. It's not. It's don't. Don't. Don't do this, Fergal. Don't do this. It, like, it
1: needs. On, it man. needs. To, it needs to end like KO versus Sammy yeah, in NXT. I,
0: I, I've never asked you about this, Rob, but how painful was watching that Hell in a Cell match <sighs> with Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt? We short on time, man. <laughs> This man's entire face dropped. Amazing. No answers required. <laughs> it, was,
1: it was tough, bro. It was tough. That's was tough. tough. That's tough.
2: Hot show in the back cooking up. That's tough. <laughs> That's tough.
1: Um, There's a situation that I had one time where I was called to a hotel. And um, there was a woman that was there. And... Um, we hung out and then she called another woman and I was like oh this is happening and then uh, we ended up playing Uno that's how I felt about watching Seth and Bray Wyatt it was like (laughs) this is like the greatest thing that could ever possibly happen and then it was draw the worst thing that could have. Exactly, I got hit with multiple draw force. Um, that match was god awful, and um, it was also the wrong. It was the wrong. It was. It was the wrong. It was the wrong. Dynamic. Wrong, wrong dynamic, and. And you guys know how much I love Seth Rollins. And I was in the chat like, yo, I cannot wait for Bray to just destroy this man in two minutes and just take the belt. That was what was supposed to happen. That's all I that needed to happen. And instead, you took it to Saudi Arabia. All right, next next match.
0: Yeah, uh, we got Becky Lynch returned defending against Bianca Belair. Um, it really feels like the first time, like, I don't know. Uh, Becky's not losing here. Um, it's going to make what happened to Bianca at SummerSlam even more awkward and uh, I feel like she's on the draft list and Bianca might get shipped off to the, to start wearing the blood colors
1: um, it depends um, it, de- it depends like what do you do with you know, street profits, do you? Because obviously, you know, they're going to, if anything, they'll move street profits as well if they decide to move Bianca. Yeah, they don't care about that. Her. They haven't
2: even been on pay per view this year. So, like, um, yeah, move them. They don't care.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, d- does Bianca beat Charlotte eventually? Like, if that's, if, if, if your goal was to establish, um, First of all, I disagree with the SummerSlam decision. I'll always disagree with the SummerSlam decision. But let's just say that we're trying to make, you know, Bianca into the ultimate face and, you know, Becky wins on Sunday by nefarious means or whatever, and then Bianca gets shipped out. Um, I guess I'm okay with it if it ends with her beating Charlotte. Like, if you're gonna give her that rub to where, okay, now yeah, she didn't beat becky but she beat charlotte who was obviously the better wrestler of the two and the more decorated wrestler of the two in order to pad bianca's face status i guess i'm okay with it um but i don't trust the company enough to even think that through or do that the correct way so i'm really on pins and needles about it um i guess the the best i guess way that this could work out is if If Liv Morgan is your guys' next project in order to make a baby face and you're really going to get behind her because the crowd is obviously hot for Liv Morgan, the general consensus is that we like Liv, then you do have to move Bianca out of the way because you can't have Bianca as your top face and then Liv just kind of, you know, there. Um, As you guys have so eloquently stated, this is a heel company, so... You can't have more than one face. You only could have one. So, um,
2: apparently. Ain't
0: that a bitch?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, um, I just, I just, I don't know, man. I don't, I'm not really invested in the program. I'm invested in Bianca. And, um, this is just really a wait and see. It'd be hilarious if Becky lost, but I don't It'd see be it. It'd be fucking
2: stupid. It, it would be dumber it than... It would
1: be it, bad for either of them to it lose. It would be
2: dumber uh, than what happened at SummerSlam if Bianca won.
1: Honestly, the best booking decision is when they had that elimination match because um, that's how they 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 decided the number one contendership. Um, it was oh. between Carmella, Zelina, Liv, and Bianca. And much much had, Bianca's
2: already beaten. So, Bianca had to be the much people she already beaten to prove that she needed the title shot? Well, correct. All
1: right. Um, and I don't think that she really has beaten Liv recently. She's beaten the breaks off of Zelina and Carmella, yes. which we already do. Yes. And those two were the first to be eliminated. But I would have liked, storytelling wise, if when those two were eliminated, Liv pulled out the schoolboy and. Mm upset and we would have gotten extreme rules, Becky versus Liv. Let's get Liv out into a a championship match. Let's start building her up. Obviously you know she would lose but like we said earlier tonight we need to see those matches where we think that the swerve can happen where the impossible becomes the possible and then you yank it back. Um, I think that would have been a star making moment for Liv and Bianca could start working to try to redeem herself for the 26 minutes, you know, um, because we wouldn't have gotten Bianca Becky until probably like TLC or Royal Rumble that way. I think that's a lot smarter. You know, we would have had crown jewel that would have happened. And then we would naturally would have had survivor series and then going into TLC, Bianca has done enough to where she can now call her shot, um, be like, yo, you owe me my fade. Yeah. From Summer I haven't forgotten. Um, yeah, Yeah. And you know, you could have had the TLC match. The TLC match could have went um you know Becky's way and then you could have just ran it back one more time at Royal Rumble and put a bow on it. We're done. Um but you know, um I'm not a booker.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um I don't know, man. This is like this is so weird. It's so weird to like think about like what what I thought of. I'm even gonna say what I thought. What I thought of Becky Lynch and what like she meant to me as a wrestling fan in 2018 and 2019, parts of 2019, and to think that like she is back and she's gonna be wrestling somebody like Bianca Belair, and I'm just like, I this this. I don't give a flying fuck. Um, Clip it. <laughs> I, <laughs> Clip it. Like, they, like, what, they, the damage that they, like, not even, I want to say the damage, Not even I don't want to go that far, but, like, the the carelessness of, like, the fragility of all of this stuff involving them building stars in this company and, and the lack of faith in um, watchers, long-time watchers, have in building stars in this company for them to do this to Bianca think, thinking that like people will flock to her like uh, because we martyred her like doing Daniel Bryan booking again like it's still 2013 and 14 that y'all really did on accident uh, but I've been trying to do the last seven years on purpose just like no saw, one
1: should have Daniel Bryan booking. No one should ever have right. like, that. Bryan. like I'm right. sorry. We all like
0: Bianca Belair, but she's not the American fucking dragon. Like, sorry. Right.
1: And and also like she's
2: not a fucking underdog or like you betray her like that. Don't. I ain't never seen nothing that look like that being being called or considered an underdog. So I don't know what the hell y'all are talking about. But uh, I think it was last week they were in Knoxville and she came out in all, in all the orange and then she got fucking left lane by Beck, and I was like. Who is this for? What is this? What is this in We'll never of? get it. Um, so whatever, man. Um, hopefully, like, Bianca has had a lot of really good pay per view matches this year. So, um, hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll have one. But I do not think that she will be leaving with the SmackDown Women's title. Um, and she will apparently be getting demoted to Raw for what reason. I don't know. Um, Oh, to
1: like, boost the crime rate, like we okay. I, so. I just,
2: I just, yeah. But the thing for me is like, there's no, there, there's no saving Charlotte. It, there's no saving whatever uh, division Charlotte's on. Like, it's just too toxic around her. She's a, she's a great wrestler. Yeah. Um, I would say I would go as far as saying she's the second best uh American women's professional wrestler ever, under my estimation. But, um. There's just too much toxicity around her for the last three years or so. And, like, being in a title feud means nothing because you're going to be in there and then you're going to win the belt and then you're going to lose it back and then she's going to win it and then we'll go on somewhere else and it's always fucking hot potato-y. It's been hot potato Like, she hasn't had a title feud that's mattered since, like, 2018. So, um, like, for me, it's just like, great, now Bianca, Bianca got super over one of the only like the one of the best stories 2021 in this company maybe the best story of the year in like what did she get for it
0: <sighs> shit on <laughs> she,
2: she got she got demoted to raw and now she's gonna be out there basically like sometime like wrestling Nikki Ash uh or like you know whatever like Tamina. It's, uh, it, it's just it's so weird bro like it's weird, like everything around Charlotte the last few years, is just like, and, and she's had some really good matches, some, even some great matches since come since all that, and it's just like, so now what after after when you go back to TV, what's going to happen? Are you going to have a good few? No, it's like it, 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 it just it. yeah.
0: We should move on to that Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss for oh the Raw God, Women's God. Championship. Oh uh, yeah, also I'll I'll take Becky actually getting herself disqualified. <laughs> oh,
2: Jesus. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's that's smart that's actually really yeah that's probably the smartest way to book that um but yeah uh in my mind i all like you, you you never bet against charlotte charlotte is like tom brady you just don't do that it's stupid um you know charlotte doesn't lose until it's time for her to lose um which is usually like the very last moment that you can like stand her but I have this really weird feeling of like, what if this company is really trying to make Alexa bliss, uh, a, a, you know, top of the card again. Um,
0: I have that same fear, especially with the, the gimmick passing of,
1: of Wyatt. And,
0: you know, they, they'll, they'll take a belt off Charlotte, like to put it back on
1: her. Exactly. Exactly. So there's this, there's, I have this really weird inkling. There's just this, this feeling um, that um, whether it's mental magic hijinks or by sheer whatever, Charlotte loses. I, I, I don't think that that's the case. I do feel that Charlotte will walk away with the belt um, come Sunday. But mark my words, if Charlotte does lose for any reason, I won't be surprised. Um, I do have this just, this, I just have this like gut feeling like they're trying to really put stock back in Alexa bliss. And I mean, it's been a long time. It it has been a long time. You know, they really kept her away from the main event for a a good bit. Three years, and, more than that. It could be that it could just be that time where they're like, yo, you know, you did X, Y, Z. And um, there we go. We're, we're, we're back at it, you know, so.
2: <laughs> back like
1: foot crack, baby. Yeah.
2: Like we gave you we gave you uh, a, a push and you had a bunch of mediocre wrestling matches and a bunch of like really bad feuds. And then we like moved you around and like you, you did almost no uh, good television and so now it's time to reward you by putting you back on top. Outstanding. <laughs> I, was, I was fucking standing. Anyway, um. Girl, you knocked me out. <laughs> maybe you want to shout? Anyway, uh, so. For. Now, now I got Charlie Wilson in my head. Thanks, Rich. Um, so. <laughs> Tanya the other day was saying that she thinks that Alexa will win uh the title or Charlotte will not be the champion by the time we get to Survivor Series, and it made me think, well, it's not going if it's, if Charlotte's not going into Survivor Series to defend against the or not defend, but uh have the, the, the you know T V champion T V champion uh deal that they have uh for Survivor Series, then that means I guess they would have to go to Alexa. And I thought to myself, like, if they do Alexa, knowing that they do all these, these sh- terrible matches everyone hates, or not everyone, but, like, most people think are stupid, that um, what happened to Becky Lynch, and then I'm just like, well, it's already happening to Charlotte, so, like, who cares? Like, I guess... Like, I don't know what's gonna happen with this, but like, sure, a title change makes sense because they're still, you know, they took those title sh- reigns away from her after adding them, then took them away, so, so they have to get to 16, even though, like, they, they don't even acknowledge Ric Flair's existence anymore, uh, apparently. So it's like, but, so what's 16 for? What's he chasing? Who's, who's, who has 16 that you're chasing? Oh, you don't acknowledge that person? So why the fuck are we doing it? And now it makes you look back over the over since 2015, and oh, I just like, now. "Why the fuck did we do this? What the fuck was this all for?" So bad. We put uh, we put Charlotte Flair in the main event of WrestleMania and didn't make it one iota better. And then we beat Ronda Rousey, except for she had her fucking shoulder the whole time. I, I'm I'm just done with I'm just done with everything involving Charlotte. It is not her fault. It's is what it's what happens when Vincent Man sees Randy Orton or sees Roman Reigns or sees Charlotte Flair. They just don't he doesn't know how to fucking uh, Treat these treat these people like what they actually have produced, and just like real, and just loses their fucking mind. Like luckily,
0: it in nepotism, huh?
2: Luckily, it took years. <laughs> luckily, it took months and months and months for Roman to say, "I'm leaving. I'm not coming back until you turn me heel because you fucked up my baby face run when it was a slam dunk. I beat fucking cancer, so like I'm <laughs> I've had enough." I, I'm si- I'm sick of I'm sick of Vince's Vince's favorites like getting fucked up even though these people are otherwise very talented and then I have to be, and it has to be a fucking drag to follow everything around them and then the discourse around them it's exhausting like I'm just I'm just ah
1: god damn it. I didn't know how much I didn't know how much I liked Randy Orton until last year I didn't realize that I liked Randy Orton I I appreciated Randy Orton mm-hmm. um. I got why Randy Orton was a big deal. But after years and years and years of him being placed in these, you know, being basically opposite of Cena for however long and doing best of 500 series with Super Cena. And then obviously the issue with Daniel Bryan um, and how that all played out and where Randy was placed in the middle of that. I just harbored so much resentment towards his character. And then once he got in his heel bag last year, I was like, wait a minute. This is really good. And minus the extra long extravaganza that was the Edge and Orton match. Everything that Orton did last year was fucking flames. And then for him to almost make me like Riddle, (laughs) <laughs> it's nuts, bro. Like it's nuts. Like Riddle's a piece of shit. And I'm like And I just think about how bad he was booked because he was Vince's favorite. Like you 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 have Roman come back from leukemia and you book him in a cold feud with fucking bland ass white rice Drew McIntyre. And like that's the best that you can do, man. Come on, bro. Like, and then
2: you had and then the heat was Drew McIntyre saying that like I'm I'm gonna treat you worse than the cancer you just survived. Like fuck off, fuck all y'all for this. Like that shit's stupid.
0: Like, like and then the rest of the year, like the <sighs> the, the, the shit sandwich like. Oh that, my god. That, they that got, that Brian, him and Daniel
2: Bryan got left off SummerSlam that year. Jesus fucking Christ, yeah. what is wrong with this company? What the fuck is wrong with this man? Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns were left off of SummerSlam. Oh my God! I can't believe.
0: Yeah, they they. Why they do we cover this? Woman.
2: Why do we cover this, Rich?
0: Look, I I was already out on WWE at that point. Like
2: I was oh just waiting for AEW. God. I'm sorry. Like I did. Like I was. I it. I did not know that I had this rage within me <laughs> until <laughs> it just came out in the last like six, 10 minutes. I just oh my god, like, yo, I, I don't have the patience for this anymore, like, I will watch pay-per-views because I do, but, like, just, like, going back over to people that they've already fucked up in certain ways, and they have to go back, and the other, and then, like, they try to pretend that, like, they didn't fuck them up, and then they, they pretend like shit didn't happen, like, Finn Balor didn't, like, you know, get, get destroyed by, uh, by, um, not, or by Brock Lesnar before, and all this stuff, it's just like, yo, like, what are we do? <sighs> All right, what's next? Like, our, 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 sorry, where were we? Where were we?
0: With, uh, Charlotte versus Alexa. I'm going to pick the upset. I'm, yeah, I'm, sure. Why not? Let's go with the upset.
2: Yeah, yes. uh, um, that, I guess that'd be more fun if like she blows miss on her face or some shit. Or actually, no, she doesn't blow miss. Or mind controls her into laying the yeah. fuck down. Sure. Yeah, mind rapes her into laying down to get pinned. Why not? Whatever. Uh, it's just mind uh-huh. rape.
0: <laughs> Got the Usos versus the Street Profits. So, um, lot, hopefully, the they night. get lots of time.
2: Oh, Street Profits on pay per view.
0: It looks yeah. like they made the card.
2: Ah, yeah. nine uh, months it took them. All right. Um. Yeah. Like, I really like their match from last year. I think it was Survivor Series last year with uh, the New Day. The New Day functioning as heels and made that work. Uh The Usos have always been better at working heel than the New Day have. So. Um. Should be a, should be the best match on the card. Uh, yeah, and, and, well, should. let me phrase that. Wouldn't be the best match on the card. It like any other regular uh, old wrestling promotion aside from this one. If it's some man control. So we'll see how that goes. They might they might they might go four minutes and then they and then they just stop the stop the, the ref just calls it a draw and call, and it says move it to the back because there's a promo for the back from Drew. Uh, Braun Stro, not Braun Strowman. Uh, Drew Mac- not Drew McIntyre. One the Corbin, so, Corbin's who I'm thinking of. So why not? Someone may get hit by a bus during the match. Why? This shit just happens. I don't know. <laughs> they cut. To, they cut to the back because Vince McMahon just pulled up in a limo. And they never get back to the match in the ring. Oh my god. Um,
0: I I, I think this should be good. Um, <laughs> this the, be good. yeah, it should be good. That, that that's, that's all I got for you on that. Um. U.S. title, uh, Damian Priest versus Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. I believe Jeff Hardy earned his way into this match as
1: well. Yeah, um, Jeff Hardy's just there to take the pin, though. It'll be it'll be a very physical match. Jeff Hardy's going to be two two bumps that he shouldn't do, like two more bumps past what he should be doing. Um, I think you know um, we'll get enjoyment out of it. It'll be a three star match at best. Priest retains shouldn't be anything crazy. I think this is just going to be something for to elongate the feud between him and Sheamus um until we can have Sheamus lose and then go do something else. Um Sheamus should definitely move away from this feud and be Biggie's first feud for the world title. Um after Biggie's done with Lashley, I think him going against another former world champion who is a very bruiser style um big guy um would definitely help biggie's reign in the long term and during the beginning of the pandemic um we're the beginning of the brand split where biggie was drafted to smackdown alone he had a few matches with sheamus and they were physical they're they're really good hoss matches i think they'll be able to recapture that magic um and with more time do even better business so um i think that's how that plays out
0: uh, I like Sheamus and Priest's match from SummerSlam. Same. Just tell Jeff Hardy to fly around like a gnat.
2: So, Basically. Um, did we ever get closure or a payoff on Sheamus last year during the pandemic framing Jeff Hardy for a hit and run on Elias? What was the. What was the what was it was
1: their payoff. It was payoff. Um, they had their match, and I think Jeff Hardy won, uh, but they did reference. Um, their feud last year, um, this past week, they did make reference to it that they did had a damn near blood feud um, and that they have history and blah, 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 blah. So um, they actually did call that back.
2: OK, so somebody hit somebody with a car, but no ended up in jail.
1: Yeah, you know, I no. mean, well, it's pro wrestling.
2: it is pro wrestling. It is pro, pro
1: wrestling. wrestling. It's pro wrestling. Um, bro.
2: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, like, this match, it should just be easy, it should be the easy, breezy fun, and, um, you know, the Jeff Hardy thing might be, he might be there to take the pin, I don't know, but between those three, they should be able to come up with a fun wrestling match, they should be able to, any other question, um, they would.
0: Will Damian Priest induct Jeff Hardy into the the mesh militia?
2: <laughs> Shit, what you mean induct? Jeff Hardy was the originator of the mesh militia. What the fuck you mean? He's the first person I ever seen. Wait a second. Why is this shirt wait, is that what is that? Yeah, he's the first person I ever seen with a mesh shirt in pro wrestling I can think of. So him and him and Matt both. So yeah. That's the cool.
1: originators.
0: Um uh, Car- and Liv Morgan. Um take a pick, fellas.
1: Oh, it definitely has to go to Liv. Um if if and and you know this is a this is probably like you guys are probably going to take this as a very crazy statement, but if Liv Morgan loses tomorrow or Sunday, it'll be by and far the absolute worst booking decision that they could make all week because it's literally the one thing that makes sense on the whole entire card. You can look you can look at the card up and down. There's different arguments that you can make. We can sit mm-hmm. there and go back logistics here, there, everywhere, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But Liv Morgan, they've been treating as a pet project to get garner her face reactions, to have the crowd buy into her. Ever since she was a fake lesbian. Her. Yes. Um, they're doing all of this. And Carmella has absolutely no traction whatsoever. I mean, it's Carmella. They had like, Becky beat look.
2: her ass at SummerSlam. Yeah, bring look, bring yeah. Carmella in. Bring uh, Liv in. Have Liv uh, kick her fucking head off and pin her.
1: Exactly. That's that's what you need to do. That's literally it. There's like everything else. Any other match you guys can pick, and you could make an argument for whoever, and I I can disagree, mm-hmm. but I can't. In certain instances, like I could say there's a wrong decision, but I'm not going to be like, ah, oh, man, like if Seamus wins the U.S. title back, like it doesn't necessarily hurt Priest. It, doesn't change, it doesn't change anything per se. Like, Ooh. okay, maybe they're moving Priest to the main card. Okay, cool. Or, the like, main you know, card, so SmackDown? Ah, uh, um, you know, like it, it, things happen, but Carmella getting a win, like, for who, for what? yeah. No, there's.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah Like once it, it, once she it, it, came
2: out there, once she came out to silence in front in that baseball team and then Becky came out, and then Becky said, "Hold on, I'll be right back," and then beat her ass. I was like, she, that's a geek. You know, like you may geek. be able to rehab her, right? But f- right now, for this period of time, that is a geek. So yeah, um, you know, Liv is somebody that. You know, while I do not watch the main roster, I do you know, occasionally check reviews on it. And like that is somebody that people have, people have liked and talked about and noted as like this person is improving. This person um, is somebody you can get behind. And obviously, the company has liked her for since you know for a long time. It's just now they never were able to capitalize on it. and They've done a lot of dumb shit with it, but the crowd, you know. So we'll see. Like they should, like you said, they should have her win. And then go from there. Like, regardless of whatever else they fuck it up eventually, they should they should definitely not fuck this one up. So I'm um, yeah. It's a layup. It's a, it's a layup.
1: Yeah. It's literally there's there's nothing else on the car that goes that screams layup um like this match does. Um Yeah. Gotta happen. It yeah, has we, to happen.
2: Do we do winners for and predictions for street profits and Usos? Like legitimate uh, I'll, ones, I'll, I'll or take, we, we just dismissed
1: I'll take the Usos.
2: I'll take the Usos as well.
1: Yeah, it has to be the Usos. Um, if um, uh, but I will say this: if the Usos were to lose, shenanigans happened in the main event.
2: Mm, okay, I think I think I, they win and they, They're still shenanigans in the main event.
1: Yeah, you know, um, it, my thing is that the day that. Um, the Usos lose those belts, Roman's days are numbered. Mm. Um, yeah, like the day that, cause it's, it's, that's just what it is. You know, you look at any great stable that has all the gold when they have the all the gold trope, usually the, the first one that falls is tag teams. So, um, or when shit starts to really go south is when the tag teams lose their belt. So um, we will see.
0: Yeah, that, that was our uh, preview for Extreme Rules. Uh, I want to thank Rob for joining us. It was awesome. We're running late into the show, late at night, but it looks like we still got you know people rocking with us in the Twitch chat. Rob, how can the folks find you?
1: Oh, um, anywhere on social media at GATS813, my website. GATS813.com. Yeah, you know, um, I haven't written for Social Suplex in quite some time. You know, maybe I should do that. Um, I've just been really busy being a rapper, which kind of sucks. But as I it's also... say if promote albums, sir. Oh, yeah. I did drop an album. I had an album called Robbed, came out. It's on all social media, meet- well, all platforms. So you can find me on Apple Music, Spotify, GAT, dollar sign. Don't forget the dollar sign. Had a really cool event with Smoke Dizza. Um, he made fun of my belt. Um, I was tough. (laughs) (laughs) He gave me some grown man bars. Just had to hear those out. Um, but it was fun. It was a good time, man. It's a good time.
0: The show, man. Yeah, glad glad to have you on. Long overdue. Uh, Yeah, we gotta have have you on again. Um, Um, We'll talk more about that that Uno game.
1: Um. Yeah, I gotta talk about that off air because.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you know, we understand. We understand. Oh, cool, man. <laughs> That's <how> tough again.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. Is this a good place to just wrap it up, James?
2: I'm I'm going to run through this, but uh, but yeah, uh, appreciate you, Rob, and um, I guess you know, uh, Rich, do you want to uh, throw up the layup and then I'll run through this in ten minutes?
1: For sure. Okay. I'll, I'll let y'all
2: handle y'all business. All right. It's, well, appreciate no it.
0: No doubt, man. Appreciate Absolutely. You. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, So, you know, as, as Rob jumps off, I guess, James, there's one thing left to do. And this is a live version of this. I don't know if I, I, I did a live version
2: before, but we actually got some people here with us. So I, I got to make this good. Right. Ooh, so I, I mean, I don't even know how to do that. Do I do, do I Just do I do it off? Uh, I'm trying to think. How do I even get this done? have i emailed oh, that to you before
0: you you don't change anything i just do hit the music paste it in later podcast listeners hear it the oh correct yeah that's way. how i but, do
2: that but i'm talking about for the people that are listening do i just skip oh, it
0: oh no nah, the people here like i i'm still gonna do hit the music all right i'll feel okay you know, whatever so, so you know uh james hit the music
2: So yeah, man. So these so and so's, uh, these charlatans, scanned me a- after you know putting up the Quirkin Hall from Monday super duper fast. They it, they the show was on Monday, and it was all up by Monday our time, right?
0: Look at them being and on I'm, a
2: jab, right? So I'm thinking, all right, final show before the before the final. They'll have it up for your boy. And then I've been waiting for hours and hours and hours, and I haven't looked yet, but I, it would be something if it was up right now. It would be something if it was up right now. It is not. So they failed your boy, but that's okay because there's only two matches of consequence that really mattered. So, And there's only three uh, Grand Prix matches on the final night uh, before the uh, the final show. So I went ahead and did that and looked at it, but um, real quick, I wanted to, wanted to point out, the, uh, the Corken Hall from Monday had... Um, Azumi versus Konami, that match is good as hell. Um, it was six minutes, but it was good as hell. I even gave it three and a half in like six minutes. Um, and then the, the semi main event, why it wasn't a main event, I have no fucking idea. Well, I do know why, but it's a stupid idea. But, um, the semi main event was Takumi versus Utami, that match is fantastic. Um, that match might be four and a half stars. It went to a 20 minute draw. Uh, also an undercard because of Julia having to drop out. Um, it had to forfeit all her points in the back half. Momo unofficially has t- 12 points right now. She's a high man on the block with 12 points. So, um, to Starlight Kid, for Starlight Kid to stay alive, she had to beat Momo. Um, they had a good ass match, uh, like three and three quarters. And then at the end of it, uh, Oedotai, Oedotai helped her cheat. And then she ended up winning with a, uh, or a Rana cradle. Um, so, she's alive. She will... there. So, the main event is Mayu versus Saki. Mayu, at that point, had, I believe, nine points. And, yeah, had nine points. Uh, just like Starlight like Kid had, had nine points. So she got to 11 to stay alive. And uh, Mayu had nine points. And uh, to stay alive, she had to win. They had Saki beat her for no fucking reason, so that <laughs> she could be eliminated before on the, on the second to not the second to last show, the uh, third to last show. So she has nothing to fight for other than to play spoiler for Starlight Kid. Um, and I thought like that's kind of stupid, but I know why they're doing it, and it's uh, and it's still stupid, but they did it anyway. But at least they have a reason. So, mm-hmm. um, going forward in that in that or in that red block, uh. Himeka is still alive. Uh, she has 10 points um, at play, and she beat Momo. So if she wins against Kaguma um, on the final night, she will be at 12, and she has a tiebreaker over Momo. Uh, like I said, Starlight Kid has a tiebreaker over Momo as well, and my she has to beat Mayu to get through it. I, I think Mayu slams the door shut on her. Um and Momo because uh her because Julia uh she has 12 points from Julia, she has nothing to play for. She cannot gain anything in the final night. She is not in a match because Ju- her final night match was with Julia. So um she is in the she is in the clubhouse right now. So um what I think is gonna yeah, so happen is from from the red block perspective, is is gonna be Kaguma, get a twelve points, get to the final, and then lose and then put over whoever wins the blue block. Mayu is going to beat Starlight Kid, um, and then after that, challenge Tam later on in the show after she you know beat a high speed singles champion or whatever. So that is the red block. Um, I, I I I would I would not have beaten Mayu, but like that's the reason why they're doing it so they can have her go out on the win on the big show and then come and challenge later whatever. So, um, the blue block. the blue block the high person is 11 points uh shuri ends up on this uh at the crookan hall is a bean roaka she becomes a high man at 11 she has a tiebreaker over kamatani so she's 11 she has 11 she faces takumi in final night so kamatani she faces uh on the final night i cannot remember who she faced for life in me oh unagi unagi um, that's who she faces. So, uh, so she had 11. She's at, she's in the clubhouse already with 11. Um, until the final night, she can possibly get to 13 if she beat Unagi. Um, I, I smell a draw or a shock loss. So, um, the people that are still alive in the blue block, at 10 points underneath that, you have Konami, and Konami has a tiebreaker over Utami, Shuri, and Takumi. Um, so she faces Micah in the final night. I think that Mike slams the door shut on her. She does not make it to the final. Um, so looking at uh, the main event or the sub main event of the Korokan Hall, you had Takumi versus Utami. Now I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Like Utami, uh, the night after ends up getting herself uh, oh another W to add to it, so she's still alive with ten. Takumi has ten as well. This match, man, like this was a this was a Basically, took uh, a Utami versus Utami match, except one of the Utamis also has kicks, <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
2: and it was just a battle of wills and power, and they 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 went like back and forth, like shoulder tackling each other, started the match or whatever else. It was awesome. So um ultimately, they end up fighting and fighting, and fighting, go to a twenty minute. Time limit and a lot of those near falls at the end were actually convincing. Um, and I think that's a tribute to the Utami in uh Micah match at the opening, uh, sh- opening night where Micah beat her like with seconds left on the buzzer. So, right. um, so yeah, like that match, uh, this is one of the best matches of the tournament. Like, it, it's, it's probably five or four five, it's probably four and a half stars in, in 20 minutes. It was great, but um, uh, but ultimately that leaves them both at four, two and two. They both so shuri on the final night faces takumi um she's in a win and get in situation all she has to do is win um if she ties she leaves herself open to potentially uh getting caught by uh konami which i don't think is going to happen or but uh but she but the other people that could possibly get her get uh, get past her will also be in ties with her so like it's going to be some real clusterfuck if shuri doesn't actually win um or whatever else. Or if Utami, uh, beats Tam and, like, Takumi and, uh, Shuri go to a draw, like, it'll be a clusterfuck. So, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think, um, Shuri's going to beat Takumi. Or if they do do a draw, like, there'll be multiple draws in the card, which I think they won't do because there's like 10, there'll be 11 matches on the card or 10 matches on the card or whatever. So, I don't think that's gonna happen. So, I think Shuri gets in, makes it, controls her own destiny, beats Takumi um and it goes on to the final round like i i don't see the commentani thing it doesn't really make much sense given who's on the other block but like she's going to win the Cinderella tournament and then win the uh the grand prix while also like uh, you know the, the being basically one and three against like or one two and one against like the four biggest competitors in the block like that's really impressive right um like she went to a draw with Takumi. She got beat by Utami. She got beat by Shuri. She caught uh, Tam in a Hurricane Rana cradle. Like that's I don't really think that's necessarily like a world beater there. So, um, so I think what happens is either Shuri wins the block and then goes on and faces um, either Momo or Himeka. Wins and then obviously challenges for the red belt. We get in the match at Osaka Joe Hall. Um right. I think that early, early in the show, like probably in the same main event or whatever else, you're going to get the Tam versus uh, Utami match. After it's already been laid clear that Utami is mathematically eliminated, and then you have them go to a 20 minute draw, and then after that, you have Mayu come out, challenges uh, Tam for the for the white belt, and go from there. I don't know why they decided to do Zamayu. I think things probably got fucked up with Julia. They probably, looking back at it now, it seems like they probably really were going to put Julia into the final. Um, (laughs) But that's where we are. Um, Also, one thing of note like, Azumi has ended the tournament on a hot streak. She beat Takumi um, in an awesome match. I ended up giving four stars flat on that, and that went like less than nine minutes. (laughs) Um, Beat. Uh, Konami, um, you know, obviously has the win over uh, Shuri earlier in the tournament, and is looking to you know close out like by winning three match singles matches in a row. That can kind of be a setup thing to where if Shuri wins, wins the uh, wins the red belt. That could be a first challenger for um, Shuri. Um, there are going to be a lot of challenges. Like regardless, of whatever happens with this, leaving out of Osaka jo- or leaving out of this tournament you're going to have a whole bunch of Shuri and Takumi and Utami face each other over this red belt. And it's going to be fucking fun. So I love it. So, you know, regardless of what I feel like they, they screwed up with this red block because of, you know, obviously the Julia thing screwed them up, but like they protect the people, they protect the matches and key matches that, you know, they're going to do. So um, it's going to be fun. And like, I can't wait for, I can't wait for Sakumi versus Shuri. That's just gonna be a blast. It really is. Yeah, um,
0: that's that, and that's this Saturday, right?
2: Yes, that's this Saturday. Uh, before we started the podcast, I had uh, about a half hour before. I had sent the Yen over. <laughs> I'd already sent the in over, so uh, I already, <laughs> I already got that locked in. I didn't want to forget by tomorrow. I just went and did that, and um, yeah, man, just gonna it's gonna tough it out and then get up and, and watch the shit, and it's gonna be fun. Um, and like. It will now be my second successful year where, like, I did not get spoiled on a on a Grand Prix final.
0: Man, uh, Murray Bowen, turn your your podcast off. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I guess that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys uh, for uh, listening to the show. This is a little long one, but um, yeah, lots of uh hard work on this on this one, feel free to lay a donation down for your boys. Make sure you uh, you're taking care care of us with the shares, the likes, the retweets, the comments, the ratings. Uh as as Bomani would say, uh you know, under four stars, I, I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh Brian Nelson, Kenny Omega, run it back. Can't wait. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to rate us on the app you're uh using to listen to this with if you are listening over the podcast. Uh the the Twitch folk, we already got your listen, son. So um <laughs> be sure to uh go to Red Circle Drop us off with a donation if you feel like it. Also uh go to Pro slash social suplex and pick up some official social suplex network merchandise. Uh and also check out uh the shows of network, this show, nation Radio on Tuesdays uh keeping a strong style, on Wednesdays Rick and Clive Wrestling Show. On every other Wednesday, Rum and Watch a shit. On Thursdays, the Grave Consequences Podcast. On Fridays, 8 Bit Suplex. And on Saturdays, All Things Elite. Oh, also uh, another one. On Sundays, Great Mass Generator. I didn't forget about it.
0: For sure. For sure. And um if you guys want to hear this show live on Twitch, uh just start joining the uh follow me on Twitter. Like I'll send a link out when we're recording uh, and also it'll I'll also put it in the discord page as well so uh, the more people spread the word amongst the listeners uh we'll do the twitch thing you can do live comments and uh, live donations however you guys want to play it uh, you know so we're gonna go ahead and uh kick off some new shit
2: all right y'all thanks for listening later yep peace